The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I am thrilled to be back again. I'm staring down a bag of McDonald's. I'm going to tell you the culprit that brought that into my house, my temple. Okay, you can't be tempting me with fucking uh, poison and toxins like that, especially not at the Elwood Mansions when I'm about to do a show. You guys are probably going to be hearing me uh, like a pelican dropping french fries in my mouth while our guest is answering questions today, but excited to have him on. He's a gifted talker, so that maybe means that I get to take a little bit of a break from steering this fucking bus. Mike's got an emo haircut, but, <laughs> but believe it or not, we're at a minimum with our fighting today. We're actually in a pretty good mood. You know, we act, we have all of the mics working, fingers crossed, toes crossed. Um, we did our audio checks, and we are excited to bring you another edition of the Bartender Rant Podcast. We have an outstanding guest for you today, but before I introduce him, I need to welcome my feather-haired friend, the only co-host that makes my pickle tickle, Michael Windsor. How are you today, my friend? Hey, Steve. I like how you said that we decided to do another episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think in theory, uh, we would like people to believe that this is almost assignment based. You know, we have a calendar and, you know, an, an admin and a full marketing team and post-production people to help us, you know, sound engineer. Um, but in truth, there is not that level of fucking Ringling Brothers you know, circus production with this. It's though, just you. Though, though it is a circus. It absolutely. is. It's just so. you and me and a bunch of popsicle sticks uh, walking on a tightrope. So, um, no, I mean, we decided to do another one uh, because our <laughs> guest was willing to come on with us. That's what it really comes down to. Um, Mike, we're, we're, we're creeping toward 100, baby. We're oh, almost God. on episode we're... 60 here. I can't even believe it's lasted Apple this long, post. especially with how uh, upset with me you've been recently. I mean, I know yes. the people. Ep episode, episode 100 of the Bartender Red Podcast coming in 2026. <laughs> that is ambitious. <laughs> I was thinking like 2030. Don't, don't <laughs> give the people expectations like that. Um, episode 53 is out as we speak. I just put the uh, Instagram post up today. And that's uh, Brian Manhattans with Brian Collada. And you guys definitely got to check that one out because Brian is a staple here in the Baltimore bar scene. But uh, this is a little uh, Easter egg for you. If you listen in to the beginning of that show, you'll notice that Mike doesn't have quite the same passion that he usually brings how is, to the proceedings. How is, this an, how is this an Easter egg? Well, because they're going to hear this multiple episodes down the line after this. And then maybe they'll go back and they'll hear how depressed you were. I wasn't depressed. I was just, I was pissed off and just done. And very so, hungover from like seven days. You chose, you chose to pick, to record on the Monday after my friends left after a five day bender at 11 o'clock in the morning where I had to ask off work. In my so, defense, take some I, responsibility didn't pick that. For that. I didn't pick that. Brian Collada was gracious enough to give us some time on his celebratory day. I don't know if you know this, 
that was May 1st when we recorded 2023. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it private. Why that's a special day for Mr. Collada, but it, it was a sacred day to him. And he took time out of his very busy schedule to come down here and put, put something on wax with us. Okay. And well, I appreciate, I appreciate Brian. Cause he definitely put up with a lot. He did. And you know, it's been a fun thing that he and I have bantered back and forth about, but uh, he loves you. <laughs> He, I, me- I messaged at- him he- on Instagram. I asked for his songs for the playlist, and I was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I was being such a little bitch at the beginning of the recording." Yeah. And then he, he just left me on red, and I was he- like, "Oh." You know, it's funny. He keeps coming up to me. He's like, "Look, I'm praying for Mike. How's he doing?" You know, every every couple days, he's like, "Is he going to be okay?" You know, has he been institutionalized? And I'm like, "No, no, he's fine. He's fine. That's he just got to get it out of his system every now and then." But all right, let's keep it moving, buddy. Tell me what is new with you and your emo haircut. What is new? I don't have an emo haircut. I just need a haircut, but it is pretty. I'm like just doing the swish thing. I really don't get the emo vibe from you. I get more of a early 2000s Justin Bieber, like a 2000s. Don't, circa. please. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. Scott, like I don't know Beast what you vibes. said, but no. The Mr. Beast vibe. <laughs> you, look like you, you look like you loved and you lost Selena Gomez. That's what you look like right now. I got to be honest no. with it. No. No, but what's no, new? I, I, look, I look halfway homeless is what I look like. No, well, we looks- just... We just got back from today. we just got back from uh, Dell Fest, which was oh uh, yes, awesome. tell the, great Dell, time. yeah, Dell, Dell yeah. yeah, tell the people was, about uh, Dell. Well, if you don't know Dell, uh, Dell McCurry is a he's a national treasure, and he's a uh, bluegrass from way back in the day. But uh, they have a little festival in Cumberland, Maryland called Dell Fest, where it's uh, a lot of bluegrass and some rock and funk and jam bands kind of come out and play, and it's been kind of a part of our little friend group for a long time, and. Brian's uh one of he was on one of the episodes his wife bought myself and Justin and Dirty Tom and Brian all tickets so we all got to go so it was yeah. a much a much needed vacation for all of us so I was very I, good time I was very sad that I missed this particular uh Dell Fest but Mike's right it's been a special thing for our friend group um if you've never been to Dell and you're a festival junkie even if you are not a huge bluegrass fan it's a special show for a couple reasons one it's very intimate right it's smaller than the other shows it's not, there's not as much production. I mean, you camp in a valley in the woods, right? You know, it's not quite the um, interlocking, the valley, uh, the, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other big festivals, Bonnaroo, right? Where it feels, you know, you got a digital printed ticket and these are the places you can go to buy your beers. I mean, it's very like grassroots uh, feel, which I've always loved. Bluegrass. Yeah. Bluegrass Bluegrass roots. roots. Yeah. The second thing about it is it is the, the, the festival is held at an old abandoned horse track out in the mountains of Western Maryland. And uh, if you've been to Dell, you know the great thing about it is you camp up this little valley off of a river, and the horse track is right down on the river. And there's a big rock face behind the other side of the river from the horse track. And I'll tell you, there's something magical when you wake up in the morning, sun cresting over the hills, bluegrass a-picking, and that sound is booming off the back wall of the canyon, coming up at you, coming to your tent, and you walk out, and there's Dirty Tom cooking bacon and eggs, you know, <laughs> off, offering you a coffee and a shot of Jameson. There's there's something really special. That's about as close to heaven as you can be, in my opinion. So, so um, yeah. So if I know there might be like three people out there who like Delfest and <laughs> Del, yeah, we, we this is already getting meandering. But I did. So you remember the last episode with Olivia when I talked about that donut in my backpack? Yeah, yeah. You want to hear something really fucked up? Oh, uh, what did you? But yeah, Mike put a rotting donut in his backpack, forgot no, I about didn't. it, and then blamed like a hundred. No, people. I didn't. No, it wasn't a donut. It was an apple. Oh, it was an apple, and it had been in there so long that when I looked in there, it looked like the, it looked like the top of like a glazed chocolate donut. 
And so I was like texting and calling all my coworkers who did this. This isn't funny. It and was I finally, you though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was me. So just another lesson that usually the things that make me upset in life that I'm ready to point the finger at somebody else, it's it's usually my fault. So I'm gonna remind just, you that I'm gonna remind you that next time that you're mad at me for something I've done. No, yeah. with you, it is definitely a lot of this I'm shit's gonna, your fault. But I would I enjoy <laughs> gaslighting you, and it's not mansplaining because it's man to man. All right. Mm. Let's keep it moving. Guys, we thank you. We love you. You are the reason we do this show, and you are the reason Mike and I forge on like Lewis and Clark into the podcast abyss. Um, we could not do it without your unbridled support. I, I can't tell you how many times we've been on the brink of saying we're done, we're quitting, and some listener has just inspired us uh, to keep moving forward. So please keep supporting us. If you want to help grow this community, the number one thing, as always, you can do is subscribe, rate, and review. If you're listening on any podcast app right now, pause and hit whatever like, star, thumbs up button you got in front of you. That's what keeps us rising up the charts. And that is what keeps us sharing this show with new people, new bartenders, and bringing you new stories. Now, that's not the only way you can support us. If you do want to get more involved as an executive producer, you want some show merch, you want to hang out with us, you want to listen to our BRP Jukebox playlists, all you need to do is listen to the outro. We will give you all the information of how you can get more involved with the show and become a barfly in this wonderful community. Lastly, before we get started, guys, remember this business is hard. It weighs on you, and a lot of us self-medicate. And, uh, and we let these things, uh, in this crazy service business chip away at our mental health. Do not forge ahead alone. Okay. Please. If you're struggling, reach out to Mike and I via email. We are not professional counselors, but we have gone through a lot of the things you're going through and we are here to listen. We're here to talk with you guys. Um, we want you to be happy, healthy, and coming back to join us for the show. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. As Mike always says, the world is a much more interesting place with you in it. Um, so please, if you're struggling, substance abuse, mental health, anything of the like, or just the stress that this business puts on your body, puts on your mind, take a minute, um, shoot us an email, or if you need some professional services, you want to talk to somebody uh, in private who, who does have professional experience um, with addressing uh, substance abuse or mental health, at the end of the show in that outro, we're always going to give you some professional resources. Mike's puts a recording at the end um, that you guys can uh, can access um, some professional resources there. Please, guys, take care of yourself. Come back, have fun with us, and let's keep building this beautiful community. Anything yeah, else, then, buddy? Yeah, I just I did want to say a quick thank you to all of the Patreon members and the new Patreon members uh, for May. Um, it was really cool. We got to send a nice little check over to Chow. So thank you guys. It was really cool. And we, we hope to stick around long enough to, to do that every May. So thank you all who participated in that. And uh, thanks for supporting Chow. It's a really cool organization. And uh, please check them out if you yeah. do need some more resources. Yeah. Mental Health Awareness Month is something that Mike and I are very passionate about. That was Even you can't say that because we did a terrible job releasing content. But that's during that's the because we're struggling in our own right. But we are going to put our money where our mouth is, where our mouth is, as we continue <laughs> to do the show, and we are going to do whatever we can to promote uh, the group, the organizations that are helping service industry employees and tipped employees. So. Um, everybody from Barbara, Spl Barbara Sloan to tip finance to the interview we'll be doing with Amy Ward, um, here, um, you know, in the next, uh, in the next month, um, we're excited for next May. Uh, but I hope you guys really took a moment to, to think about mental health awareness month and, and make that a big part of what you're doing in your own bar or restaurant. So, 
Um, all right. Hey, that, further... was, that was a long intro, dude. We're, we're, we're slacking, man. Uh, I think we did okay. 10 <laughs> minutes. All right. We'll pick it up. All right. Without further ado, we have an incredible guest today. I have no doubt he's going to take the reins. He's been on the golf course, but he's had his burger. He's had his fries. He's had a couple shots. Jameson, he's looking squirrely. It's Scott Rosario with Natty Light Cans and JMO Backers. Here we go. Scotty, so good to have you. Fired up, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, yes. I did my, uh, you know, speaking of the mental health thing, I did my my little stay at University of Maryland, you know. I uh, So it's uh, it hits home for me as well. So I'm uh, definitely all in with that cause. And that, uh, that, that means a lot that you guys, you know, are, are, are putting some uh, – Putting that in the forefront of what you're doing. We appreciate that, man. It's, um, you know, it is a brutal business, especially for those that have uh, made a career out of it. Those like us. So um, I think that's what we need. We just need more people saying, hey, I dealt with this too. Let's talk about it and try to be a leader in their space. And that's one of the, again, not the plug chow right off the bat with your episode, but that's one of the really great things about that chow episode. Go listen to mm-hmm. it. Um, Scott. This is your episode, baby. This ain't Chow's episode. So let's get into it. <laughs> it's it, it's Scotty Awareness Month as far as I'm fucking concerned. <laughs> it's June 1st. We got a new month on top of us, and we got a new guest coming to you. So first, as I always ask, why the fuck would you do this? <sighs> that about sums it up right there. <laughs> I don't know. It's something that I, I really like, very passionate about, and uh, uh, I'm good at it. I think that's what it is. It's like, I love the, I love the, uh, I, I think being like a sports guy growing up and doing all that. And, uh, you know, now that I'm older and, you know, bad knees you know, <laughs> hurt physically and all that, I really look at it as such a team game because it's, it's tough. It's hard work, but it's like, man, you look at each other, you like dap each other up. You're like, man, we got through it. It's almost, uh, being the bar thing is, is very much of the locker room. I got to pause you. It's a beautiful metaphor. Okay. And we're going to get into some of your bar experience, but I was not talking about bartending. I'm asking you, why would you sign up for doing this shitty show? Why would you agree to come on here with Mike and I and let me interrogate you? Okay. You're such a nice guy, right? You know, a lot of people don't know Scotty. We're going to get to know him. He gives great hugs, right? He's got a big smile. He's fucking adorable. He looks like a real life teddy bear. All right. I met him like five years ago, fell in love with him in about 30 seconds. All right. Now he's on this show that you all know from listening. It's not going to go well, right? It's just, it's just going to be a fucking acid trip on wheels. And the gauntlet is exactly what it sounds like a gauntlet. So I ask again, why would you agree to do this? Well, because I uh, have my faith in you and you said, Hey, come do it. And uh, we've, uh, you know, we shared some you know, funny stories over a couple beers back in the day before you guys were, you know, really big into this and whatnot. And uh, I just moved back into town and I said, yeah, of course. It's perfect. Why would I, uh, why would I say no? You, well, it, it, I, I had a feeling like you're, you're the type of guy that you don't want to challenge to a game of chicken, right? Cause you will stare straight down, put your pedal to, to the metal. And like, you will be the guy that runs off the cliff or goes head to head because you have no fear in you. I've always admired that about you. Um, but you also have a love for spoken word and storytelling. I know that about you. So share that a little bit of that with people, because I know you have a background a bit in in this particular medium as well. 
I, I think when you do this long enough and you have a, a, a ton of life experience, right? And even though as somewhat of a young man, everybody always tells me, man, you got a story for everything. And most of the time, it's not bullshit. It's just for me asking questions the same way that you guys are asking me. But I do it at the bar. And like I'll sit there and meet somebody that's sitting behind the bar. And I'm like, that's a cool shirt. Where'd that come from? And then you start getting into it. And you know, the, the same thing that you're asking me are things that I'm asking our guests, like the, the bar yeah. guests. And yeah. that's where I could have a story for everything. And it's not necessarily that they're my stories. I just relay what I have heard from other people. And it's, it's really good in our world because it allows us to have a common ground with other people. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And what you guys are doing right now with this is exactly what we do on a daily basis behind the bar. No doubt. Oh, sorry. Big burp there. Is, is your microphone in a good enough place for you there, Steve? Yeah, my, my microphone's fine. I like to move it around. I like to be active. I might actually stand at some point. I've been really enjoying the, the standing recording that we've been doing recently. No, but um, it, it's, it's true what you're saying. This is the life of a bartender. You are the storytellers of your community and the listeners a lot of time of these great stories that a patron may impart upon you. Um, but, you know, it, it takes somebody special for every sarcastic bartender out there that they're, you know, somebody like Carl, who is a great storyteller, but Carl likes to work on small windows. There are people that like to weave a tapestry of bullshit. I count myself among that group, and I think Scotty is among that group as well, and I'm excited to hear what he has to share with us tonight. But um, let's start with the drink, right? You brought a, a classic bartenders go to tonight you got natty like cans and you got jameson backers now why is this your go-to why did you pick this for the show so <clears throat> well natty's always been a thing right it's our big thing here and uh well the jameson i never liked it hated it forever really? till i got back into the bar game and that's what we would do little baby pops of okay and it's almost like, uh, you know, most of us bartenders are very self-loathing and stuff, right? And so it's almost <laughs> like lashing myself when I take a shot of Jameson. <laughs> and then I, I grew to like it. And uh, that's what it is. Like, I still can't take an ounce and a half of Jameson. Can't well, do it. I have noticed as we've started the show and, and, and listeners, I don't think you can hear the ASMR of, of, of Scotty in the background pouring shots as we're doing the intro but we've got about three baby jamos in us at this point and i appreciate that because my thing is look we're probably going to drink this whole bottle as it is right probably. i just know we got natty and jamo backers right we're probably going to drink the whole bottle i love jameson i think it tastes like sweet vanilla but it's nice to pace it out right let's just do a bunch of babies instead of a bunch of like giant double you know like three ounce rippers you know so um I, that was kind of a perfect segue to my next question is how do you do it? Right. Do you pound the shot, rip the beer? Are you the guy that's like, put the bottle in front of me and let me pour out my bits and let me kind of like work my way through the bottle. How do you attack the Jameson and, and, uh, or Natty light and Jamo backs? An ounce and a half I'll do in threes. And okay. I will sip a Natty light for about an hour and a half while I have about four or five babies. That's okay. typically how it, uh, that's typically how it goes. Okay. And uh, that's why I'm, uh, you know, just because, again, it's a different thing when you're sitting at a bar as a customer opposed to being behind the bar. When you're behind the bar five, six days a week, a double or two in there, and you are doing a little couple shots, you're just doing babies. 
right? Yeah. Because you, you don't want to get banged up back there, uh, you, but you still want to have that camaraderie and be able to do that if a customer wants to buy you one or whatever it is. So for me, I've always just done a ton of little ones. And again, it, unfortunately, it adds up till uh, when you stand up, you're like, oh, boy, this is no good. <laughs> but when you are when you're sitting there having just a couple little ones, it's more about the camaraderie opposed to the feeling of come on. Yeah. Drinking, like, right. You have a, have a baby, have a baby, just right? a taste, right? Just a taste. <laughs> Very and, different convert connotation to that comment, right? Have a baby, but it's right. uh it's just a baby. You'll hear that a lot at the bar and then, you know, that person's been in the service business, but uh, you know, um, I, for failing for a better metaphor, this is almost like sushi, right? The, the natty lights, Stay with me, Mike. Look, Mike's got a skeptical <laughs> face. I'm going to bring this home, though. I was trying to come up with a better metaphor as Scott is explaining this, and I couldn't. So here's what I got. Um, when I go out to sushi, the babies are the little bites of each sushi roll and the natty light over an hour. That's my wasabi and soy. I'm kind of every now and then I'm dipping into the natty light on the side and I'm hitting a baby, you know, five, six, seven, eight as I kill my one natty light. So is that, would that, I mean, that's about right. It's the same thing when you eat behind the bar. You're not eating the whole food. You're just nibbling on it, right? Yeah. You're taking a, a yeah, piece a here, bite. piece there. Run back to a table, take another bite, run back to a table. Yeah. The same just thing. Gotta, there you go. Just got to say, not, not your best analogy, Steve. I'm just putting that one out there. Scott, do you like sushi? <laughs> Uh, it's not my favorite, yeah, but okay. it's because I, I don't know how to order it. So if you put it in front of me, I'll eat it. There you go. There you go. All right. I don't. I don't see how that has any bearing on the quality of your. It analogy. doesn't. It doesn't. Well, well, he likes sushi. I mean, you forced me into it. It was a bad metaphor. I I should never gone down that route. But look, once you I know, listeners, drinking Natty Light and drinking James is kind of like sushi. You can I'm already sorry. you I'm can sorry. already hear how much happier Mike is on this episode than Brian's. Again, people, listen. If you didn't listen to episode fifty three, pause. Listen to the first ten minutes and then come back because oh, his yeah. enthusiasm and happiness is exuding out of his microphone. If only you could see the video that I'm seeing. He's smiling. Well, they they can't. We might put this up. Look happy. See, Dunny you, look happy. I thought it was Mister Beast. Mister Beast. Oh, Jesus. Christ. That's what I thought. I thought it was Mister Beast right here. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I think Mr. Beast is kind of ugly, so I really don't appreciate oh, it. It's a no, haircut. No. It's a haircut. It's a haircut. <laughs> no, no, it's no, not. No. no, it's not. All right. Well, look, pour us up some Jamesons. <laughs> Mike, you pour some Jamesons on your end. And let's make these a little bit more than babies because I'm going to get us into the cocktail history and then we're going to get into the show. Ooh, that's good. That's nice. That is spicy hot. Look at that. That's a big old. I'm going to give that up to the lip. Look at that. Look at that big. Look at that big little mason jar. Uh, whiskey. Cheers, boys. As Cheers. always, don't just listen along. Drink along. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's delicious. Like mama's <laughs> milk, baby. All right, guys. Well, look, we have already profiled Jameson on the show. Nothing new. So let's talk about natural light for our drink history. A couple things I want to tell you guys about natural light just off the top. It is made by Anheuser-Busch. It is a light lager. It's listed as a watery and barley malt with cereal grains, yeast, and hops. It's served usually in a 12-ounce <laughs> metal can, and it is 4.2% ABV, alcohol by volume. But as you dig deeper into the history of natural light, it's actually quite fascinating. First came out in, in July 31st, almost basically a month from today, or two months from today. 
1977. And the reason Anheuser-Busch put it out was as a competition beer to Miller Lite, which was eating up the light beer market at the time. It was the quintessential, the first light beer. And this is Anheuser-Busch's response because they didn't want to downgrade Budweiser at the time. Eventually, they came out with Bud Light, but the first thing that they did is in 1977 put out Natural Light to compete with Miller. Originally, it was at the exact same price point as Budweiser, but then they started to create a new category, which was called sub premium beer. Um, now this is just considered is light. That, is that what they called it? It's a term of art in the commercial trade game. Now we just know it as light beer as a category, but at the time Miller Lite was the only, it was the first light beer, right? So Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch not wanting to undercut the quality mm. of the product they had called it sub-premium. Well, I'm um, a subhuman. I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Yes, yes. And and I think we all know after uh, a case of Natty Lights the morning we have after that. Um, Budweiser, or I should say Anheuser-Busch decided that what they would do to push Natty Light on consumers is go very highbrow. So they, they hired some um, famous satirical comedians to do different marketing campaigns in the late 70s and early 80s. People like Norm Crosby, uh, famously from The Tonight Show, uh, Johnny Carson's right-hand man, and Bill Saluga, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, um, to do these, uh, these series of commercials where the tagline was, just say natural. And, uh, and the people drinking the natural light were in like full, like penguin... Uh, tuxedo suits, which is just so odd, you know, being born in 1990 and knowing Natty Light is like my college beer, that this beer was once considered to be the sub-premium light beer against Miller Light, right? Like they were trying to compete with Miller Light, but they were also trying to be like, it's so much better because it's Anheuser Busch. Was right? it? But it, were, were they making fun of themselves a little bit too? No, or, no, no, because I looked up, I looked up the ads. They were not. There was no that, that, that would be genius. Like yeah. I'd love to see like a Natty yeah. Ice commercial with somebody. You know, you know, you got you Matthew gotta, McConaughey in, in a in a you know three piece suit. While while the age of Mad Men marketing sh surely took over clever smart marketing in the '60s, I really don't think beer brands were uh, uh, more highbrow than it's alcohol. Fucking drink it until <laughs> like recently, like maybe the last twenty years. So no, I've actually looked up some of the ads with Norm Crosby. No, they are not being tongue in cheek. It's him in a fucking suit playing a piano. And then he turns and holds up a can, a can <laughs> of natural light and goes, just say natural. Right. Which is just insane. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, and, and if he was talking about titties, I'm all in. But like, come on. I mean, I love natural light, but that's not going to make me drink this beer. Now, some of the other facts that I really did want to share with you guys that I found interesting was that in 2018, Natural Light um, was uh, the number one selling beer on college campuses across America, had been for almost a decade. And so at a select number of college campuses, Anheuser-Busch decided that they would put out a specialty, ready for it, 77-pack of Natural Light. <laughs> the first college that they started with, College Park, the University of Maryland Terrace. No way. That is correct. This beer is famously sold in 30 packs like many other beers. But in 2018, Natural Light started selling special release 77-pack containers that you had to pre-order 
Um, but we're, I, it's an insane price. $45 for 77 <laughs> beers. Das had one. It had a 77 pack? In the basement. Yeah. No. Andrew got it. No, just for shits and gigs? Yep. I mean, why not, right? Um, there's so many other wonderful facts about. Oh Natty God, Light. it's like it's like a Pentagon. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Like you, <laughs> awesome. I mean, you need you need other people or a dolly to pick that shit up. I mean, you need a pickup truck. It's, it's like yeah, it's like a little pony keg. It's wild. It's wild shit. That's um, pretty awesome. Some other just facts off the top that I thought people would enjoy about God, Natty Light. That's so trashy. <laughs> As we sit here in 2023, Natural Light is the fifth best selling beer in the United States. Okay. Natural light has also proven itself to be recession proof. In fact, when the economy collapses, natural light sales go up by an average of 6% because it is seen as a beer that people will drink, but is cheaper than their options of Heineken, Bud Light, Budweiser, the et cetera, right? Um, Natty Light, again, was originally considered was originally called natural regular or natural heavy. And thank God they changed that name because natural regular is a fucked up name for a beer. Natural heavy is even worse. Natural it's, heavy sounds like a category on Pornhub. You quite might, frankly. Exactly. You might as well <laughs> shape the can like a dick and tell people you drink pipe because natural heavy is gross. That is not what I want. Now, bud heavy, totally fine. I don't know why that seems to be fine to me. I was a bud heavy drinker in college. Um, as I already mentioned, Natural Light was Anheuser-Busch first light beer. Bud Light was actually the second. That's a fun fact that you can share with your friends and impress them at Trivia Night. And I can go on and on and on. But the truth is, this is an emotional beer for me. It's a college beer, right? It's the beer that I first played beer ball with. It's the beer that I first blacked out at Joe Mama's on. It's the beer that I first smashed over my head until it broke open and then I chugged it. It's the beer that I first ever did a shotgun with. This beer and I, in some ways, this is my longest romantic relationship. You're bringing oh a tear God. to my eye right now. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm almost so, well, well, in this monologue. This well, usually the cocktail history ends with me raising a glass to the famous people that have created the drink or... Um, you know, giving us a great story about the alcohol that we're profiling. Tonight, I'd like to raise a beer to the, this beer, to Natural Light, <laughs> as being a special beer in my life and a special beer in yours. Cheers, boys. God. How much did they pay you for this episode? <laughs> Just say natural. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, there you go. Natural All heavy, right. Mike. Natural Mike, heavy. would you like to kick off the drinking while I get Scotty and I a few more cold ones? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, that was uh, Steve always does a great job with the with those uh, little little histories. That was fun. But yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna start things off with the LinkedIn, and that's uh, basically our our service industry LinkedIn. So we we kind of want to hear the skeleton, the the foundation of your career. Kind of where did you get started? Um, you know, your first role in the service industry, some of the different positions that you've held, maybe if you've worked at any you know different interesting places in the world, and then finally, kind of where are you at right now? So uh, I went to Salisbury, graduated there in 2012. Go Gauls. 13th uh, National Championship in lacrosse. Kind of a cool thing. <laughs> good good for them. He is, isn't he Maryland through yeah, and through? That line alone is just bullshit. <laughs> there's a Salisbury plug right there. And uh, when I graduated, we were going to do the whole summer thing at the beach, right? And there was 
four guys and four girls that lived in a house on 94th street. And, uh, I was never in the industry before at, at 21 and got a job bartending. I won't say the name of the restaurant, but got a job bartending with zero experience. The wife of the owner called after we are, had already gotten hired and said, well, yeah, you're not going to do that. But if you want to wash dishes, you can do that. So this is this is after you got hired as a bartender. Yes. You know, you oh, know, what's funny oh, about oh, this. Oh, oh. He, he just said that that's his first industry job and it's about par for the course. Hey, you're hired as a bartender. Day one. <laughs> no, actually, you're a dishwasher. That sounds about <laughs> sounds about right. For it the, it this was industry. very difficult to uh, swallow, uh, taking the pride out of it. But so clearly left there and then went to uh, Tap House on 45th Street uh, when they first opened. And uh, was just a server there and did that and would help out occasionally down uh, uh, for St. Patrick's Day and, and that thing. And then was doing the corporate thing, wearing the suit and tie, just being miserable. And uh, one of our good buddies who will also work at DOS, uh, I, I know I can say his name, Brian Mayhew. He was like, man, why don't you come back down the beach, bartend, get your batteries charged up and then go back home. So in 2016, did that, never left. And uh, just went back to Tap House bartending, doing all that, and had a uh, phenomenal time and realized, I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually halfway decent at this. And so that's kind of how it started. And it, it's progressed so much now where this is all I want to do. I want to be an owner. I, I want to have a place. And I've given myself a goal that if uh, you know I'm 33 years old, for people listening when I'm 40, I will not be behind a bar unless I have some sort of ownership. And that's the goal I've given myself. And I'm sticking by that for sure. Yes, I love And, it. um, but I know that's on the horizon because I'm so passionate about it. And it's so funny because there's such a different level to the game where it's like you're first starting out and, and you guys have done it right. Where those first few years you're having fun while making money. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize you want to do this for a living, you're like, oh, shit. I might have to take this a little more seriously. <laughs> right. Right. And so that's kind of where I am right now, where I'm yeah, taking it serious. I, I, you know, I love to have fun, man. I, I, I enjoy it so much. But I still look at the other side of it, like the numbers and things like that, because I mm-hmm. do want to own. And I think that's a very important part of it. You got to. You got to learn those things, but the intangibles in this business you have in spades, which is the connective tissue with people, right? Like there is not a human being alive, tall, short, fat, skinny, black, white, that couldn't walk into a bar, you know, barely speaking English or speaking, you know, <laughs> you know, Harvard level grammar that you couldn't connect with. And I think that that is a beautiful thing, which is what a true restaurant tour needs. They need to be, and I hate to put it this way, but they almost need to be a chameleon. They need to be malleable to who their customer is. And they need to be able to connect with all those different people and have the passion to want to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And that's Get what excited it is. Excited about it. It's exactly what it is. And I think at the end of the day, what I say is like, I never lie to these people. Like when it comes to like yeah. talking stories or this and that exaggeration, maybe, but there's always something to be able to connect and you have to have that ability. 
if you're looking at a person, you're talking like even if they have, uh, you know, like a Kansas Jayhawks shirt on. Oh, fuck that guy. You're like, rock oh, chalk. Woo. Fuck you. You don't even like sports. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I played against Josh Selby, who went to John Carroll, who was a one and done at Kansas. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember him. And just mm-hmm. like little things like that, man, that I don't think a lot of people take advantage of. And that's mm-hmm. how we make money is being able yeah. to connect with people. Yeah, Absolutely, it's so yeah. important. But honestly, what I what I have is that there's no ulterior motive. I think I'm like a golden retriever mm. because I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool, man. Let's talk. And, <laughs> and I'm genuine. And I think mm. that's the difference is a lot of people aren't genuine. And you can see right through that. Yeah. And uh, that's a big part of our game is, again, you have to be a chameleon, like Steve said. But there's also a side of it where you have to be genuine yeah. with people. And people can notice that. And that's just in everyday life. That's not quite just Agreed. in bartending. Agreed. If you're genuine and people see your passion, like I said, before we even got pre-show here, hearing you two talk, I'm like, wow, you guys are really passionate about this. Yeah. Like that's yeah. so refreshing to hear. And it's uh, it's cool. You know, it's really cool. And and I try and do the same thing with the bar game is that I am passionate about it. And I like it. And yes. But it's not for everybody, man. I've worked with people who have come, come in, worked for an hour and like, yeah. I'm out, man. This is not for me. <laughs> you, and, and that's actually a good point, right? So Barbara Sloan came on with us and she said that this industry is a crash course in almost every business, right? You learn economics, you learn HR, you learn uh, sales, you learn business development, you learn marketing, you learn, you learn kind of the real world application because we are so exposed to front face front facing client interactions and and you well, said, from, from the you see the beginning to the end of, of a wholesale of process. a sales cycle yeah, of a of, of a sales cycle and it's true um yeah. you know even and if you as you get deeper into this business you get more involved with the going out and getting the customer not even just letting them walk in but you know scotty said something really interesting there He's not doing this with any ulterior motive, right? And you can, when you're in this business and somebody uh, new starts at the bar, a lot of times you can gauge whether they're going to make it by whether they have those ulterior motives. Like, are you here to make your nut or are you here because you love this brand and you want to connect? Now, some of that start, you know, connect with the customer. Some of that starts with whoever's running that bar, whoever owns that bar, who sets the tone for the brand. And that's why... You know, the way that Scott and I got together through Das Beer Hall, we obviously plug Das a lot because they're great at that. They're great at that uh, relationship building with the customer. But there are even those bars that I didn't love working at, that I was still passionate about my customers, that when a coworker wasn't, it was very obvious, like, man, either A, you ain't going to make the money I'm going to make, or B, you're ain't, you ain't going to make it. This just business yeah. isn't for you. you know? the, the way I've always looked at it is a good bartender is like a sushi roll. You know what I mean? Here we and- go with the sushi again. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're spicy. They're spicy like wasabi, right? They're flavorful. I wasn't asking like for your, uh, your analogy. And they have the carbo loading of rice because uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I know I, I I love I love that you love it so much and I love that you set that goal for yourself and even though you know we've got you know you know a little bit of trepidation about our economic future now we know all you got to do is make sure to keep natural light on tap and you're going to be good to go recession so. proof baby um, <laughs> but back to the drinking for a second you 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 told us a little bit about where you've been and I'm actually shocked I didn't know that you had never been in the restaurant industry till 21 
I didn't know that. Your first ever restaurant gig was in Ocean City, which is a little bit mind-blowing for me because by the time I met you in 2019, the winter of 2019, um, you were already a vet. I mean, at that point, you had been a couple years in the business, right? You had, how, how many at that point? Try to do a quick math. Three, eight. four? Oh, eight. Seven, eight? Yeah, seven or eight. It's almost that. like being on the front lines. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't you forget. want to compare. Time like, runs together. <laughs> I don't want to compare bartending to war. That's we not do what it, I'm saying. We do it all the time on the show only because, it, um, you know, not only uh, does being in the trenches with somebody else behind the bar have a certain military connotation. In, in fact, a lot of the modern restaurant structure is based off of um, – a, uh, a structure of restauranting from the French that is literally based on a military structure, right? There's a, there's a sergeant, i.e. your sous chef, and then it goes down the line. So these things are actually more copacetic than you think. I, I think it's a team game yeah. for me because I rely on you. You rely on me and misery loves company. We're, and, and we're better. We make more money if we that's what it is because at the end of the day, I, I some of my closest friends are people that I've worked with even for two summers, but I'm with them six days a week, you know, for right. seven or eight months. Right. And you see their true character. And then you don't see it for eight crazy. months. And then, right. It's like you're right back rolling again. Uh, when all, all the friends that I just came back to see in Maryland were the people I started serving with. And, and we've, we've maintained our friendship, yeah. a close friendship for years and years and years. So it's wild because it's a camaraderie, right? When you're three deep at a bar and you're getting your ass kicked, right? And then you make it through and you look at, you look at the guy next to you like, or, you know, whoever me and Steve, I'm like, dude, that sucked, but we did it together and we got through it. Right. And I think everybody listening can, can shake their head like yep i completely understand what they're talking about the ones that have been in it can the ones that can't keep in mind this is a roadmap to the business but all right you've given us an idea of where you've been um and you already kind of segued to the second question which is what positions you've held so it's been mm -hmm. again it's been dishwasher against your will <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you didn't stick around to wash any dishes though. Yeah, I was washing dishes up until uh, about three months ago. I was running some restaurants in South Carolina, okay. and uh, down there, it, the help is few and far between. You would think it would be a lot it's better lean. now. Very lean, very oh, lean. Okay. And you know, I'm the manager doing that bartender in the day, then, you know, be on the expo line. We've been doing we've been, all that. We've been joking about there's uh, kind of on the show over the last uh, year, especially as, as we've had more uh, manager level people on. Um, there's two types of GMs. There's GMs that wash dishes and there's GMs that don't. And uh, I, I only want to work for one of those people. So um, anyway, I, I I know you've done the dishwasher, you've done the server, you've done the bartender. Any other positions that you've held in the business? Uh, so it was funny. So I bar backed for a little bit. And the uh, St. Patrick's Day of 2018, I bar backed and had a kink in my shoulder that just recently got out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so bad. It, it would write my trap. <laughs> And it was that what, bad. carrying cases? Oh, dude, it was so bad. So bad. <laughs> if anybody knows uh, St. Patrick's Day in Ocean City, Maryland, the parade always ends at 45th Street Village. 
Sure does. And, and what is that Forty Fifth Street Village? What's that? What what bar is that Forty Fifth uh, Street Tap House? On yeah, Forty Fifth Street. Street Tap House, which is basically the uh, the uh, culmination of a lot of dr uh, drunk musings during that parade. Yeah, so. and isn't isn't that where you and Nick and Dirty Tom worked? What do you so know, is Mike? This, is, this, is this how you guys all met? actually no which is what's interesting. you said you but met him five years ago we're gonna get into that on kind of the last piece so the last question the drink that we always ask about thank you mike for that segue um i love how involved you are today uh, eat a dick dude yeah. <laughs> eat a sushi roll you son yeah. of a bitch i was gonna say he is firing some passive aggressive <laughs> shot to you mike you know what's what? going on here it's, I, want it's, you I can't help but laugh and i'm not even making fun of you steve but you look like when well, you're so animated you look like a muppet sometimes fuck <laughs> fuck yeah. you, you so do i need to put on I'm, my bartender counseling hat next to, time, to calm you guys down like, next our time couples I make, therapy yeah next time i make homemade sushi which I do very well, by the way. Okay. My sticky rice is on point. I'm going to call the roll Mike's dick and I'm going to eat it in one bite. You piece Ooh. of shit. I want, I want you to tell me what's in Mike's dick. Cause I'm curious to know. <laughs> so uh, anybody who's had cheese, over yeah, where, sushi where's the cream, where's the cream filling has one. cream cheese, <laughs> avocado, uh, spicy tuna, tartar. I'm going to mince it, mince that shit. And, uh, probably cucumbers. That's my hey, go-to. Saki anyway. to me, baby. Are Fuck we like, is there a side bet here of how many times we can mention sushi? No, I, like I, one I setting? Made, what are no, we no, doing? No, here? You have to understand there's a thing about Michael where <laughs> if if somebody makes one bad joke or if Mike gets drunk enough, it's just that joke. And then that joke will be the joke for the entire in the podcast. One time Mike did too many drugs, allegedly, and too many alcohols, allegedly. And his, on life. the only contribution to the show was him going. Saltwater crocodile, saltwater crocodile for like three fucking hours. I need to hear him say that after, uh, you know, Mike. Oh, saltwater crocodiles. Yeah, he didn't say it like that. All right, come on, let's Salt, get moving. Saltwater crocodiles. That was more. That's, like that's it. pretty much how it. That sounded. was more like it. All right, last question of the drinking, which is, where are you now, and how you and I were brought together? So just moved back from South Carolina. Uh, had a halfway decent opportunity at uh ownership down there uh peace and uh thought this would be the right move to come back to uh baltimore and and uh go back to work for the people that i really really enjoy working for and people who i want to uh you know ride their coattails so to speak right <laughs> of course and i have i have no problem saying that that they're they're way better than me at this but i'm learning and from them and i i think there's opportunity at ownership with them and so uh, that's kind of where I am. You and I met, uh, you know, I would do a couple days in the wintertime from November to April in uh, in Baltimore. While you weren't at the beach. yeah, From the beach. And um, me and you just became buds from yeah. just working Wait, together. So are, you, are you telling me you work at DOS right now? Yeah. God damn it, Steve. I We weren't <laughs> going to say it. Guys. We weren't going to say it. You asked, motherfucker. No, I love All DOS. Right? DOS is you a great petty bar. little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I've been just giving Steve shit. I was like, we need Mike, to quit Mike sucking Doss's dick Mike so much. Mike keeps texting me and he's like, if we keep having these bar Doss bartenders, <laughs> don't you keep, don't I'm you put say words it. in my I'm mouth? I'm gonna say it. I don't even don't want you, you to put words out. in my mouth. Mike goes, Mike goes, if we keep having these Doss bartenders on and we keep talking about Doss, they better throw us. No, that is not. I'll show the fucking <laughs> text. Your that's you are full. That's full of shit. Like they didn't even ask us. They probably just need to change the name of this from the Bartender and Podcast to the Doss Beer Hall Podcast. Oh, here we go. We're not even gonna call about DOS tonight, okay? We're going to talk about <laughs> what about we... DOS Missouri? <laughs> DOS Missouri? 
I've never been there. Yeah. One day we're going to put a DOS beer hall in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and you're going to work there. I'll eat the shit out of that snitch. Guess what? There's only one job you're allowed to do, dishwasher, and you better fucking love it. You better love it it every day. The backbone of a restaurant. I swear (laughs) to God. I swear. You're going to wear an apron. You little cunt. I swear. I'm going to love it. Um, so we're allowed to say cunt on here? We can say That's whatever cool. we want. I mean, my mom want. listens to this show. She's probably paused or skipped through this particular portion of the show. But, yes, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever um, you want. I can't guarantee that I won't edit it out for the final thing. But you can say whatever edit you that want. Out. Don't edit that out. I'm I not chose- going to. I'm just saying you, there's a lot of words that I would edit out if he said them. Sure. I mean, when you're <laughs> like, what? Just, just, just ask Olivia. Just oh, ask Olivia. Oh, yeah. about I, I, that's exactly where I was going to go. Like maybe when Mike. Oh, no, no. Because I'm cutting that shit mind. out. Did you? That's really don't, sad. I, don't get, I hope you don't, saved that. Don't I hope get you really, saved that audio. Don't get because... really, really drunk and do a podcast. <laughs> I, I, didn't have, I didn't have anything uh, to eat that day except for three tacos uh, after the podcast. Man. So. Oh, man. I can't wait to tell Scott what you said during halftime. That's going to be fun. All right. <laughs> My friends. It's time. I've been we bracing have, for this. We have gone day. through the drink history. We have gone through the drink den. We've grown closer as men. All right. We haven't talked about how racist Mike was, but we will later. That was not. Uh, he's in Kansas and has bangs. What do you expect? <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? The racist kids around here don't have bangs, man. No, they got a mullet. They got a mullet they got or, or, or a crew They top. either got mullets or skinheads. One of the two. Mike, right, I'm a anyway. very sarcastic prick. So, yeah. <laughs> You'll fit oh, right in. Anything serious Which here. means you're prepared for the gauntlet. Are you ready, my friend? Yeah, man. Like I said, I told you, I'm looking forward to just off the cuff. In the words of Heath Ledger, here we go. All right. Question number one of the gauntlet, Scotty. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now. These can be your pet peeves about the service industry, your coworkers, customers, or misconceptions that customers have about the service business. Number one would be that a customer always thinks that they're the only one at the bar. Okay. So a nice line that I will always use when it comes to like doing certain things, I, I will say, uh, I'm not an octopus. I only have two arms. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> and so I'll say little things like that. Um, the snapping of the finger, that one kind of drives me nuts because I, I, I know I'm not great at this, but I do fly around, and so I'm always checking on people. So I don't expect you to wave your hand at me because I'm flying around looking at you all the time. We've mm-hmm. we've worked together for uh, I mean the first time we worked together was 2019 it's 2023 now so I mean you know obviously a, f- a few uh, few uh, vacations in between but um, I've never seen you stand still before so the idea that somebody would be snapping crackling and popping or whistling and slapping the bar is insane to me but it happens and and that's the thing and it, it it happens typically when. You go up to them and say, hey, are you all right? They go, yeah, I'm fine. And then within a minute later, they're doing that. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I just checked on you 35 seconds yeah. ago. Part of this one that I just realized actually this past weekend is, and I hadn't put it into words yet ever on the show, but you're you're kind of allowing me to do so. 
is um, you ever had a customer that comes in the bar, they wander over to a table, like they're in front, you know, they're kind of like a, they're kind of like around the table. They're going to sit down. And instead of sitting down and like, that's your section, right? Like you're ready for them to sit down. You're actually filling up waters to go over to greet them. You have menus in hand. Instead of sitting down, they whack back over to the bar and they go, Hey, we're good. We're thinking about sitting down at this table. Are we going to get any bar service? Is anybody coming over? And they start being frantic about like, what's going on? Should we order at the bar? And I'm just like, you've been here for less than 30 seconds. Have you ever had a, a, a guest have an aneurysm? on yeah. your show because oh, it's you are triggering me really bad right now. <laughs> you're your, giving me like PTSD about all the horrible you, experience is. Do you say that to them? Uh, I will say, guys, please sit wherever you like. And I'll put on the <laughs> server voice. But inside, I, I want to, uh, you know, take an ice pick to them. <laughs> but uh, I, I think well, this, this game has given me so much more confidence in myself mm. because I... I thought, I know I'm stupid, but I didn't realize that people were dumber than me. Well, <laughs> until they come out, and I'm like, again, Wait, people what? Lose- have you ever left your basement? <laughs> like honestly, you're coming out being like, hey, should we sit here or do that? And the sign have- says, seat yourself, man. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Well, and then you have the table hoppers, the tadpolers. They have to pick three tables. Does my they... tab come from here to there? Well, I just more mean like they sit down at one table before they even get served. You know, they 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 have to feel out a seat before they like it. But um, the the one thing that you're talking about there, uh, where it feels like people drop forty IQ points when they walk in the door, that's something that is a big theme of the show that we learned. I can't remember from which guest, but um, maybe it was uh, who's our boy down in Brazil, um. Uh, no, 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 who no! Worked, sorry, who worked uh, down in Brazil? Zach, Zach Ramsey. Yeah, I Zach can't remember Ramsey. who it is, but we we've talked about how stupid customers yeah, are. Yeah, it's when weird. They, when, it's as like soon customers as they walk lose the their ability to do basic functions, like read a menu. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, part of part of what we're talking about here is when you go up to a table and you're like, "You guys okay?" And then they go, "Yeah, we're okay." And then you start walking away, and they're like, "Actually, uh, we'd like to order." Did you think that I asked if you were okay? Because yeah, I was this, just like this guy is so nice. I didn't. I didn't think that he was yeah, going to, you know, ask me about if you're my okay, day. Okay, <laughs> because I'm here. I'm doing my job. I'd like you to order for no. me. But so, um, so I my, have your my... answer now. <laughs> I have your answer now. My pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve. Oh, I, I now have it. See, we, we just said we that. peeled it back. We you opened Pandora's shit box. Is that All right, people? let's go. Come on. Pandora's when, seventy-seven back. You want to do the shot before or after you tell people? After, because I'm going to need it. Yeah. Okay. When you go up to somebody and everybody's good, right? But the one person says, hey, I'll have a beer. And all right, yeah, it's great. Go ever get it. You hand the beer off to that person. And then yep, some other person goes, well, I'll have one of these. And I'm like, why didn't you here. tell me that 35 seconds I was ago when I was just here. standing right in front of you? It's even worse when it's the same one. And then it's it happens the, three the times. Then when you go back over and hand the second and they go, well, I'll take one too. Mm. It, my heart is pounding out of my chest right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for me, it's not my heart. My toes curl through the bottom of my sneakers. Like they, like, it's like they, you ever seen the Wicked Witch of the West where her like toes go through this, through the shoes? That's how it is. It's like they, ugh, they rip through the bottom of my sneakers because my rage is so palpable. But I my nipples are that. so hard, yeah. and I am so fired up for right sure. now. Just talking about this, yeah, we, <laughs> we sure. have to like. Okay. It makes me so so angry. 
take your medicine. <laughs> now, I will say, just winding the clock back for a second to our original pet peeve, which is when you come in and the question is like, can we sit here or should we sit down? Or like, guys, it says self-seating. I understand if a guest misses a sign, especially DOS, for example, we don't have hostesses. Totally get that. My thing is more like once we've already had the conversation of like, hey, take a seat. We'll be right with you. You know, sit wherever you want. We'll be right with you. Once we have that conversation, if you then come up to the bar. Now, I'm not talking about if five, ten minutes has gone by. I'm talking about if you come to the bar in 30 seconds and be like, are we going to get served? Is there a server coming? And it, like clearly you're one of those high-strung people, right? My go-to line for that guy or that or that gal is always the same thing. It could be a weekday or it could be a weekend, but I'll always say, wow, you are way too stressed right now. It's a Saturday. Just enjoy yourself. Sit down. I got oh my you. God. That or place? Say, or that I'll, place? It does. Or I'll be like, whoa, look, you're way too stressed out right now. It's a Monday. <laughs> you got to forget about your week. That's what I usually say because I need them to bring it from here to here. Is there anything you do to de-escalate a customer? Give us a line or that, like that's, an- that's what I want to know because this this has obviously come up. If we keep doing the show, this is going to come up well, over then, and over again because this is such a is it's such a common pet peeve. This is what, what I'm I, saying. This is the road yeah, what I want to know. We need to build. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm agreed. What I want to know is how do you respond to that? What are the best ways to handle those how do you, situations? How do you bring them down? Like. It's a hot air balloon. Bring him out of the sky. <laughs> I don't sushi roll. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Four times sushi has been mentioned. I like it. <laughs> I don't think there is a formula for that, right? Mm. I think it's all based on the customer. And, and honestly, for me, I don't say this to them, but I just want to be like, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, <laughs> you work at a mechanic shop. You don't see people like, hey, why is my car not ready within 20 minutes? Yeah, okay. Oh, I bet they do, though. I bet they do. (laughs) Are you smoking cigs inside? That is so. That's such a Kansas thing. No, it's not. It's a white white trash thing is what it is. (laughs) That is not a Kansas thing. There are plenty of people 15 minutes from here in Dundalk smoking fucking cigarettes inside. Let me tell you right now. Yeah. Yeah, you don't understand. So I've got my I'll buddy and I have this little... right now. And, 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 <laughs> no, you will uh, not. I don't think Adam no, would you like that. Fucking not. Hey, it's we've got. I don't. Right? I don't care. But the lady will stab you in the neck with a knife. Let the me viewership, tell you. Right? It's Let me viewership. tell you. That's all you have no. to tell her, right? No, my my buddy and I do a little Airbnb, and I'm I'm in a camper right now, but we're getting ready to sell this camper this summer. And I don't smoke in here until. But when I sit here for three fucking hours at a time, Especially I can't go outside. To me, talk. So, yeah. <laughs> Mike, what you're telling me right now is you are sitting in a camper in Kansas. It's actually southwest, southwest Missouri. Inside Pittsburgh. in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Kansas. You're doing a podcast in a camper smoking cigarettes inside. That's effort right there. He's a fucking badass. That's dude. effort. That's <laughs> the guy I, I want behind the bar with this me. What, you know, oh my God. thank you. Thank you for this, Scotty. Let's have a little a bit of a... a We're bit. having an intervention here, Yes, Mike. thank you. <laughs> Let's have a little bit of a psych session here. You know, behind the scenes, Mike's always like, I'm doing the show from a camper. <laughs> ah. I'm like, dude, you run your own business. Actually, you run two of your own business. Wait, wait, let me check that. You run three of your own businesses, Okay. 
you're a badass. You're beautiful. You're well read. Campers have okay. bookshelves. You know, that's <laughs> incredible. Camper does. His hey, this one, this, this, this one slides. You. This one slides into the wall Holy too. So look at that. I mean, the it goes right to the septic. System. Dorian, the more, the more, the, Dorian the more, Gray over here, fucking sliding bookshelves, smoking the, cigarettes. The more impressive thing is that I actually have books to go on the shelves. <laughs> Sigs inside. Actually, that's is that not the one part. back there? What do you think? It's okay. Mo- My cat's outside. I'm not going to give is her. Does that say Satan with a C behind no, that's you? Catan. <laughs> that's Catan. Uh, no, but I- settlers of Catan <laughs> to be specific. All my satanic books are right here. Mike, can I ask you a question? What do most Kansans who live in trailers do with the sliding bookshelf? Each other. Sli- <laughs> well, you it slides in so that way when you get evicted from your land plot, you can move it somewhere else. No, 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 so. no. But I mean, now you're thinking use, they don't use it. Oh, they books. don't use it. What do they use? It? Methamphetamine? Uh, yeah, you could like you could organize your drugs and your pipes really well. Put your remote up on there, you know, put some dirty dishes up on there. Heady, you know. heady play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other pet peeves or misconceptions, Scotty Boy? <laughs> this is going to be a long fucking episode. Yeah, this is going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I'm good at this. Okay. At this. <laughs> Question number two. Yeah, pet peeve is guys in campers with bookshelves no no <laughs> the question wasn't who you do you love okay uh question number two best and worst tips now these can be monetary but mike explain they don't have to be based on money anal yeah yeah they can be <laughs> anal. you could get that yeah yeah so i mean obviously we do like hearing about some of the good monetary tips that have been left or the really bad ones but they can also be you know, sometimes you have a good connection with the guest. They leave a, a gift for you. They bring something in. Maybe they even leave like a piece of advice for you that uh, sticks with you. Honestly, this is, uh, you know, we've been joking around and all that. Honestly, the best thing for me is so I always work holidays because I'm a single dude. I don't ever want to get married. I don't want kids. My family, this is what's so cool is that my family loves that I do this. So, like, we'll celebrate holidays and this and that either a couple days before or a couple days after. So, the best thing is when it's a holiday and your regulars come in and bring you food. Mm-hmm. On, like, Christmas or, or Thanksgiving. Those are the two big ones. New Year's, I don't give a shit. Everybody works New Year's, The right? days that mm-hmm. they know that you got to put in time, they take time Christmas and Thanksgiving. their own their own family celebration and just come and, and tell you that they love you. And like when the when uh, they'll roll in squad deep on you on like your birthday or something wow. and like bring you a cake or something like that. We've mm-hmm. never had this one because it's, it's not about money. It's not about money. Not about we've money. had we've had food, but we haven't had it from the vein of not in this you, way. you have you have to work those those busy shifts. So your ho- your family brings a little bit of the holidays to you. It's, uh, it's not even well, family, man. It's the regulars. And that's the so cool too, because yeah. like I'll, I'll be honest, like I said, so I I will always take all the holiday shifts because mm-hmm. most of the people that we work with have, you know, three baby daddies and and have to do, uh, you know, three different Christmases or have a couple kids or have this and that. For me, like I don't really have that. You know, I have just a sister who embraces what I do that you know, we're pretty tight now, which is fantastic. And my mom and dad, and, and they love that I do this because they know I'm so passionate about it. They didn't like it to begin with because my mm-hmm. mom was a teacher. My dad was a cop. So their thing was you work at a place for 40 years, you collect a pension and you sail, you retire in South Carolina. Hmm. 
but Were that's you gonna just say not you me. sail your sailboat around South Carolina. <laughs> it's just not me, and so uh, I will always take the the holiday shifts because I know other people have things to do that means a lot to them, and to me it doesn't mean that much to me because I'm like mm-hmm. I'll celebrate this with my family before or after. It doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I do, and it's not like me being selfless or anything. It's just being a team player, right? It's a team game. And so that's how I've always looked at it. But when like you have a couple of those regulars who will bring in like a Thanksgiving plate for you, like, Hey, I cooked this. We, we drove this 10, 15 minutes just to drop this off to you. Thank Mm you. And it's like, Oh, that's really cool. That's, that's my, those are my favorite tips. Not even money. It's just the people who go out of their way to think about you as Mm -hmm. you're working. That's what's cool. I mean, how many times have, have you guys been invited to weddings from mm. people that are just your regulars at your bar? You don't know them from shit other than that. Man, just man. sitting in their spot at the bar. And we they're t- like, hey, we want to invite you to our wedding. And you're like, why? I've never hung out with you one time outside of work. It's like, well, we, we need somebody to bartend the open bar, <laughs> asshole. What do you think? <laughs> you know, we talk, we, we talk about it all the time on the show. These, especially for this category. And there's another category where we talk about memorable customers, you know, people that maybe made a different sort of impact. But when it comes to tips, a lot of times the stories that we get that are non-monetary are about those people that are consistently regulars that are special to you. Like, even though what you're saying, where there's not an enormous amount of interaction outside of the space, right, outside of the bar, they get it. They are attuned to you. They understand who you are as a person. And they're just probably just they, nice people. And they just, nice want, people. they just want you to have a special moment. And especially uh, when you're talking about holiday work, that's something in the bar business. How many interviews have we had, all three of us? You know, I know, Mike, you working at the diner in particular because I work there too. How many times have we sat down and the manager or the boss has been like, you're going to work holidays. Don't even try to fucking take off. You're going to work Christmas. You're going to work New Year's. You're going to work Easter because we're going to be busy, right? We're a restaurant. And uh, the fact that you have these people that go out of their way, out of their own personal time and their own family time to say, hey, you know, that guy down the street treats us great. Let's just do something for him. It's just nice, you know? And it's 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 a really special thing. Um, I do have... Uh, uh, kind of an unconventional follow-up question if you will allow me to go out of bounds for a second. All right? Now, you mentioned you have a sister. All right? I have a sister, too. But it sounds like that I might have, be your... I have a sister, too. Why are you yeah. talking like Is that? that? Why I, I don't know. Am I talking like that? Uh, I, I got, got a, a fucking too. sister. I got a fucking sister, too. I got a too, fucking okay? sister. No. Um, is that your only sibling? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I don't want to know her name, but you mentioned that you now have a great relationship. So I would like for just like 30 seconds for you to share with the people. Why am I doing the Italian accent? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. know am I about to get whacked? No, <laughs> yes. no, you're no, you're not. All right. Let me rein it in. Scotty, tell the people what your relationship with your sister was before. Like, like when you guys were kids, man, because I have to imagine y'all fought a little bit for the hierarchy. What what's the age difference? Let's start there. <laughs> Eighty six and nine, so four years. Four years. Four okay, years. she's older. She's thirty seven. She's older. Okay, right. What are we? Thirty three. She's thirty seven. I'm thirty two. You're thirty four. I thought. No, thirty three. Dog. Ah, oh, fuck. All May thirtieth, nineteen ninety. All right. 
Really? You're 1990? Yeah. Get on oh. with this. Get on I'm with 1992. this. 1992. Shit. All right. Come on. So what's what's the relationship with, with your sister? Uh, so she's always lived a completely different life than me. Mm. And that's why like it's been the butting of heads is because she's a teacher. She's got two kids. Like your married mom. Married to her high school sweetheart. Like your mom. Right, right, right. All right. that thing. Went legit. Quote, and that's unquote. just not me. That's yeah. not me. She won teacher of the year at a bear Creek down in Dundalk. Like she's, you know, she's done very well for herself. Bravo. But that's never been me. I've always been in this crazy game. She's mapped out everything in her life. And I think that's a thing with bartenders for us is that we just live in the moment. Yeah. Right. We, that's what we do. We, we, we like to not know. (laughs) We like the inevitable, you know, it's, I don't want to go home every day and be like, Oh, I got to do this. Got to do that. I like the craziness, man. That's why yeah. I thrive so well in it. And I said inevitable, and I meant unpredictable. But uh, <laughs> but she's mapped out her entire life, and this and that. So we would butt yeah. heads about that, right? And well, but now that we're we are very close, because you know my parents are getting older, and this and that. And that's now what she's happens, up here, right? That's what happens as you get older as siblings. You get this can like you're so you're actually even more different, right? When you're eight and she's what twelve. <laughs> You're actually closer than you are even now, but even as you Big get time. older and more different as uh, people in society, it's a weird thing. I got, I got. Where, these... where are you going with this, Steve? Well, no, no. <laughs> so earlier when he was explaining this, he he, he made a very clear Just comment. Just now have yeah a relationship is he what said, you were. Getting he said at. that she she uh, supports him and accepts him in what he's doing in this business in a special way, and I thought that that was a really. Um, great thing. I so have- I'll give Steve some props here because the thing is, is that like, uh, you know, not a lot of your family members, a lot of them don't really like what we do. So rewind back to the drink. And one of the interesting, interesting things that you said at that point of the show was I am getting more serious about this. I have decided to make a commitment to this business. And it sounds like part of the crescendo of you and your sister's relationship Good word. coming to kind of headway is you becoming very serious about and and intentional intentional about what you want to do in this business now i appreciate you sharing some more intimate family stuff thank you for letting me break open the noodle there for a second i'm going to move on to question number three and shout out to your sister teacher of the year um (laughs) (laughs) all right number three worst drink orders now these can be the worst drinks that a customer has ordered from you that you're just like, come on, man, fuck that. You're a child. That's, or what the fuck is that? But it can also be Michael. Yeah. It can also be uh, the worst drink that another bartender has ever made for you, or even uh, just a drink that you hate to make. Well, it's, I'm going to spin this to not necessarily a drink that I hate to make. It's a drink that has 10 different names. Hey, I'll have a Cape Cod or whatever. You're like, dude, (laughs) give me a fucking break, dude. Or a a Cooper Libre. You're like, buddy, just tell me you want a fucking uh, vodka OJ or whatever. Rum and Coke, right? Yeah. Like, give me a Wait, isn't it right? Cuba Libre is rum and coke with a lime, right? Is that correct? It is. But it's a little slight, slight. Yeah. That's what it is for me. Yeah. That that there's 
I love making drinks, man. Like I said, my favorite drink to make, and I think my best drink that I make is a Cosmo. 10-4-2. Dead vodka, four triple sec, two, two lime, splash a uh, cran. Right. And I, I, that's my favorite thing. And people hate that or old fashioned. To me, it's not necessarily making the drink. It's the different names. Yeah. That's the same. I'm like, I don't know what that is. They're like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? I look at it, I'm like, wait, so you're telling me this is it? I'm in that's what it is for me. Scotty, I'm at an airport <laughs> bar this past week, right? And and the best example of what you're saying is uh, uh, Bloody Mary, right? Which, what are, what are the ingredients of Bloody Mary? Humor me for a second. I would just say vodka and uh, Bloody Mary mix. Sure. And then if you want to put some horseradish or oh, whatever, whatever you want to do. What's a Bloody Maria? Uh, that is what? Uh, beer in there, right? Tequila. Tequila. Regardless, right? And then there's a red eye. And then there's... Well, Bloody sitting, Molly, which is Right, Bloody whiskey, Molly man. with whiskey, right? There's a million of them, right? I'm sitting at a bar at an airport. And I say, can I get a Bloody Mary, but I want gin, which, by the way, is the original recipe before vodka. And the girl goes, oh, you want a, you want a red snapper? So is this typically where Michael gets uh, racist? What the fuck? Where you want a gin and a Bloody Mary? Is that is that where this goes? This no, is probably no. going to be cut. No. Wait. Why? Why is that? Wait. I don't understand. Why is that racist? I Am I know. racist against uh, uh, what? It was, is it British people? You hate people named Mary. You stupid bitch. <laughs> um, no, but she. The bartender was like, "It's called a red snapper," and she like corrected me. Mm. She's like, "Oh, you want a red snapper?" And I was like, "No." I want a Bloody Mary with Jen. She goes, it's called a red snapper. I've and never like heard that, that before. She like made a life. point to be like, <laughs> you should order it that way. Like you should call it that. You should call it the right name. Yeah. And then I educated her about the fact that like uh, gin was the number one produced alcohol in the world until we seceded from the British and then we God, couldn't get gin because of the embargo and cool. actually the Bloody uh, Mary was oh, yeah? really made with gin. Oh, yeah. And I fucking rocked her world. But Sir, please is- go to your gate and leave now. That's what I would have said to you if you would have you <laughs> no, schooled me on It's all right. The- she just smiled and said that'll be $18. Actually, actually we... Uh, the lady and I are convinced that she she overcharged us, but we were too drunk and we had to catch a plane. So um, that's a whole nother <laughs> she story. Probably, another time. She but probably didn't. It's just what, the fucking airport prices. No, 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 no. We checked. We took the bill onto the plane and we were sitting there adding up. It didn't make any sense. So, By the way, that's the best place to drink. Oh, the airport for sure. Nobody judges you. Oh, and the bars open at 6 a.m. <laughs> so wait, yeah. are you? Are, wait, are you? Are you talking up airport? Bars oh, right I now. love an airport bar. Big time. I love oh, it. Oh, I will die on those that. Places. It's my favorite bar. You're so wrong. Oh, you're dude, so wrong. I went, it's a terrible when, take, when I flew. When I it's when I flew out. Take. When I flew out uh, to uh, Maryland for this, we walked into the bar and they had a list of rules, and it was like th- a minimum or maximum three drinks per person. Yeah, uh, what one, one drink at a time. What no, no Michael. doubles. What airport? I think it was O'Hare. Do they no. have airports in Missouri? So. Tr- no, it was not O'Hare. <laughs> no, small ones. Well, like, yeah, yeah, Kansas Bullshit. City, Kansas. Was or Kansas City, Missouri. I, I so. blacked out at O'Hare more times than I can count. Well, I'm not okay? saying that they Fuck always you, abide O'Hare. by their rules. Well, I took, a, to pic- I took a picture of it. I took a picture of Fuck it. Fuck you too, O'Hare Scotty. Stinks. All right, listen. Horrible airport. Let's move on. All right, the family's from oh, Chicago. Oh, by the way, by the way, Justin. We're all fighting now. We're all fighting No, fuck, fuck airport bars. And plus, I hate, I hate getting price gouged. I fucking hate it so much. Uh, Justin the saw bars Jeff open Fox. at six a.m. They can charge <laughs> whatever they want. I don't care. I'm uh, saying still, babe. I'm saying still. 
Justin saw uh, Jeff Foxworthy at O'Hare Airport. <laughs> they locked eyes, and and Jeff Foxworthy looked at him and just shook his head like, "No, don't do anything." <laughs> okay, it was just neat. It was cool. All right, what a fun story. Um, <laughs> question- How facetious was that? Wanted <laughs> to share that with you. So. Not to Fuck move you. on to question number four, but let's just wrap up question number three, which is worst drinks. Again, just to remind the people, it's really the names that bug you. Big time. It's well, when, the, probably the the pretentious way that people, the Greyhound, or, or instead of saying, know, "Yeah, I'll take," I'll yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have uh, a. You, you want a vodka and grapefruit juice? Vo- yeah, yeah, vodka. I want to yeah, call it a yeah. great Greyhound. All right, I want a Cape okay. Cod, a, a fucking vodka and right. and cranberry. Like, yeah. just tell me you want a vodka cran, dude. You don't Fair gotta, enough. you know. It's like kissing a uh, putting lipstick on a pig. Like, just tell me what the fuck you want. You know, especially you want a ramen coke. Okay, that's great. You want a vodka cranberry? Okay, that's great. Yeah, like, especially especially the places that we, you and I, particularly work, which are beach bars, volume bars. Like, guys, come on, come on. I'll make you. I'll make Who you. I'll make you a. I'll make you a great dirty martini. I'll make you a great wood. The, the quality of the I'll drink's gonna that's be great. great. I got gotcha. you, but just talk to me, man. Talk to me. Yeah. Let let same team here, right? Like, tell me what you want. Yeah. Gatsby is not sitting at the end of the bar. Okay. <laughs> like there, there, we, there's no need. we got nobody with it. We need to impress here. There's okay? no need to 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 uh you know make it sound better than what it is. No doubt. You want a vodka cranberry. Now, okay. Quick, before, Don't call okay, it Cape before Cod. we move on to the next uh part of the gauntlet, I do have a quick question. Do you find that there's any pattern in the types of people that call these drinks by their like official name? Or no, it, or that's the crazy the part. That's the crazy part. There really isn't. I think it's just based on. So again, being in South Carolina for the last eighteen months, if people would ask for certain things. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, the, so here's a perfect example: a white tea in South Carolina. They're using tequila instead of vodka. What? So I'm making a white tea. You know, vodka. Uh, vodka, peach, peach. schnapps, sour, and yeah. you know, maybe a touch of ginger, Sprite or Sprite, ginger, whatever yeah. you do. And like, no, it, it, it's it's tequila. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Well, that's like with you're uh, in South Carolina, boy. All right, we babe, like it with tequila. We say bow and here. bubba, bow and bubba. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing with um uh, uh Vegas bombs for the mm. longest time had a very specific recipe. It was um butterscotch schnapps, huh? right? And um, cranberry juice and Red Bull. And then all of a sudden, it was not butterscotch schnapps. It was, you know, it was peach schnapps. It was, you know, usually mm-hmm. some Brown, type of, right? Some, some type of whiskey and then cranberry juice and, and the Red Bull. But it's, um, it's odd how some of these, these things change and morph at, as time goes on. But all right, let's keep it moving. Question number four, ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. Now, these can be yours or your coworkers. Tell us when people have screwed the pooch. In regards to what? They forgot about a ticket. They dropped a tray. They yeah. Olivia's. A I got my favorite one. <clears throat> okay. And I, I will say this to tables still to this day and to people to this day. When people ask me for uh, what's your recommendation? Mm. So I got a really bad review because people asked me, hey, what was your favorite thing on the menu? I said, these fish tacos, phenomenal, phenomenal. They got them. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. 
<laughs> and so I literally I took a bite right in front of them. I'm like I literally I took it off their plate and took a bite, you know, and it was delicious. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's slow down. We're going way too fast. I know we're an hour and twenty minutes in, but this is going way too fast. You walk up to the table. You do no, a bite bar. check. No, not that. You they, walk they up to the bar. the bar. They were sitting at my bar. Yeah. You walk up to the bar. You do a bite check. You go, how are you enjoying the fish tacos? They go, this is the worst thing I've ever eaten. Yep. Do you immediately pick it up or do you be like, or do they coax you to try it? Because patrons will do that. They will, they'll mm -hmm. be like, take a bite, take a bite, try mm -hmm. it, try it. Right. No. So what it was, was they were being complete buttheads and did one of those and pushed it up to the end of the bar, right? And said, you try it. So I just grabbed it, <clears throat> took a bite of it. And I'm like, this is delicious. What are you talking about? Like, this is the worst fish taco I've ever had. I'm like, delicious to me. So they, <laughs> they, they left me a review being like, this guy gave us the worst recommendation ever. We're not going to come back here. <laughs> so, did they say... Did they say anything about you eating yeah, off of their they, plate? And then no, he ate our fish tacos. They're already done. He I gave took us it off. a terrible recommendation, a and then he ate our food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What'd you want me to do? Ooh. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? You I, I two, mean, I gotta you try two are because, cut from the same cloth. Because my thing is, place. is like, if I I needed to try it, because if it did suck, I would be like, hey, they fucked up yeah. in the kitchen, right? Yeah. So I took a bite, and I'm like, this is delicious. <laughs> and they just didn't like it. So now wow. whenever I go up to somebody or somebody goes, hey, what's your recommendation? I go, I'm not very good at doing this. <laughs> and I tell that story every single time. You, nice. And really? I say you really? every time. Yeah, every single time. Because I go, your palate is not the same as my palate, right? Yeah. dude. And I the, go, the, I had somebody ask me what it was. And again, if it was really that bad, I would, you know, we took it off anyway. But that's not the point. I tried. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is delicious to me. Now, wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you, did you, did you only take one bite? Well, in front of them, yes. And then oh, I took man. it to the kitchen <laughs> and ate the whole thing. Mike, I love you, just, your you just kept eating it in front yeah, of I took you it to the kitchen and ate the whole so thing. We can like, count this for you if you want. Mike, <laughs> it would have been so great if he ate the whole fish. Oh, man. I, did, cool. I did. I did. I did. Just, I did it in the server hallway, not in front of them, of course. I'll, I'll take this off the menu and get oh, this off. Yeah, I'll take this off your bill and take so it back there. They gave you a bad review, even though you comped the fish tacos. Yeah, entirely. they said, "Hey, he gave us a horrible recommendation. This and that, and that's why I always tell people, I go, hey, my palate is not the same as yours. Like, I love natural light. I mean, come you on, you might not. People. Come on, <laughs> you know, and that's that's what it well, was. Right, so that's I, why I'm very hesitant of I giving recommendations to people. So that's why I said, hey, think, do you think that they left you the review? because of your reaction post taco eating like did you were No, you, they were already in it they were already in a deep end so. said yeah. i've been i've been in this game a long can time just, man i don't have many you, uh bad reviews on can you read yeah, by the way is this review still available can it we was find like this 10 review? years ago probably <laughs> going tap house and scroll down to like 2016 <laughs> or 2014 can, can you reenact for us from the moment of eating the taco what words came out of your mouth next no, so she she pulled up and said, hey, is everything okay? She goes, this is one of the worst things I've ever had. I was like, oh, wh what do you mean? She goes, it's horrible. I was like, so are you done? She's like, yeah, okay. I was like, all right. I pulled it back. I took a bite. I'm like, oh, she didn't prompt you to try it. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Which probably makes it even worse. Yeah, it does. It makes it even funnier. 
but I, I, oh wow okay so you're you're done right you're done and so i took it and i took a bite of it right in front of her. i'm like this is delicious to me you asked me what my favorite thing on the menu was. exactly yeah and i told you you didn't like it and now i'm trying what you just had and i think it's delicious yeah so what do you want and, from me? Well, yeah, recommendations are always hard. There, I remember at one of the places I worked, people would ask me for recommendations, and I would do the same thing. I would always tell them, "This is my favorite thing on the menu." But your some people favorite were, thing, Mike, yeah, right? Yeah. Your favorite yeah. thing. So why so, should you get grief? Well, I have, I have, I have, I have, a, I have impeccable taste though too. So people Fuck were never just clearly you live in Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> oh come on, man! What's the beef with Kansas? But no, like people would ask, they'd be eyeing something. They'd be like, we had a shrimp roll that it was okay, wasn't great, and they were like, How, how's the shrimp roll? I was like, eh, it's all right. I don't, you know, it's not. I don't, I don't like it that much. And then they were, they would get upset, like they wanted you to tell them it was the best thing ever because then they ordered it anyway. Brother, and I still, am so honest with people. I'm like, hey, I don't like this or I don't like that. I well, am still so to this honest. day, if I go in and I ask a recommendation like uh, from a bartender or uh, a server about a menu item or a couple different menu items, if they tell me one or the other, I always feel obligated to pick the one that they told me because otherwise I just feel like I'm wasting their time. No. I'm like, what would you recommend between these two? And then they tell me and I'm like, oh, shit, I one actually of, wanted the one other of, thing. One of my favorite things in the world to do is to get down to two choices and I actually don't care which one I order, but whichever one the server recommends, I go with the other one just You're as my own dick. personal <laughs> game. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's keep it moving. Last question of the first half, Scotty. Number five, health code violations. And now we have a rule for this category. This is our first rule. Michael, tell him. Protect the innocent and the guilty. Correct. Especially, especially the guilty. For sure. Yeah. You're not gonna like my answer on this. I got nothing. No, you bullshit. You worked at the beach, dude. Well, he he just told us a health code nothing. violation. He just ate off a fuck a fucking guest plate right in front sure. of. Sure. All right. All right. No, no, no. I got. I had it. to try. I it. got this. I got this because you know I saw Scotty the other night. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm not jotting down any answers because I'm an off the cuff kind of guy." And I was like, yeah. "I know you are." We're gonna have it's fun. Exactly how he sounds. I too. really don't have. I don't have any really bad experiences. Sorry, right, I got it. I got this. I got this. I'm gonna bring it home. Tell us oh. about Michael. Shut up. <laughs> Tell us about peppers on 17th Street. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How how is that? How is that protecting the the guilty here? Oh, it's out of business. They're gone. Okay. They're long gone for a million health files since uh, 2012, 2013. They've been gone. So. Oh, they've been long gone, kids. But uh, if you knew, if you know, you know, as they say. No offense to the women that listen to this, but I saw a dude eating at a girl in the middle uh, on top of a table in a mm -hmm. booth. Yeah, that's, that's why, is that, why is that offensive to women? You dirty know, sluts! What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a Tuesday at Peppers. That man. was that was it. I walked down the little <laughs> stairs there, into the basement there, and there was a dude a different had time. a girl's legs a on the end time. of like the table, basically here, and just uh, mouth full of muff. He's and just like this. Was... He's just like this is the best fish taco I've ever eaten. <laughs> better than where I. Better than where I was working. Better than where I was working. Apparently, ladies. And they were the same people that didn't like my fish tacos that I served them. <laughs> you know, I'll tell no, you. Wait, man. this this was this. These were customers, or these were coworkers. Well, the customers bitching. Uh, 
This was just uh, I saw random people, uh, a random dude eating, uh, eating a a uh, young lady's taco <laughs> while the bar was open of a booth during working hours. Guys, uh, in a, the booth, the booth, the booth was downstairs, so it was a different part of the restaurant. Uh, you or gotta, the bar. No, let, let me back us up here for a second, okay? Par for the course. All right, there's a bar. It doesn't exist anymore. Used to be in Ocean City. It was a time in the world. It was called Peppers. It was on 17th Street, the end of the boardwalk. And it was like when you got to the end of the boardwalk, you did a little hook, and you could go down the stairs into this, like, underground street bar called Peppers, which was, like, the ultimate shady fucked up. It made the purple moose look like the fucking Ritz Carlton. Okay, let me tell you. That that doesn't have any reference to me. If anybody knows the Purple Moose, they know what I'm fucking talking about right now. And I'm just (laughs) telling you, Peppers is legendary in Ocean City for being like the diviest of all diviest of all dives. And Scotty is telling you that as he walks in to get a beer to just be a patron, there's somebody eating fucking fish tacos. (laughs) On a table. Right on a fucking table. On a table. You what? Know? Okay, and I've got more. Got, like filming and doing the whole thing. Oh, hey, sure there's video of it. Gee, yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. This place is gross, bro. Little Back e- when, like, exhibitionist. Cell phones were were like 2012. I mean, fucking still razor. clearly you have iPhones and everything, yeah. but <laughs> it wasn't like the whole. If there's like a fight, people would jump in. Now it's like if that happens, the phones come out, right? Yeah. Okay. Nobody joined in. Luckily, thank God. But <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't know how long that's been going on. Everybody that's already true. made. They, they may all have already made a round. They may they have come and gone. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so I've got questions. Uh, so, what was the young lady wearing for like pants wise? Was Nothing. she wearing pants? So she. My point They're is, they're on her she had, ankles. Yeah, exactly. She, well, because well, that's what I'm saying. If she had a skirt, she could have the skirt on and still have access. Otherwise, she's going to actually have to take the pants off. Speaking of um, pants, why are yours off right now? Listen to the story. <laughs> no, I will not jerk you off. <laughs> what? So far away. I miss you, Steve. Uh, Dude, I so, sent you it, I sent you one of those blowjob machines where I suck it on one end, and you put it on your cock on the other. Don't fucking play. Yeah, no, I really love how you put your face right there on it. That was really sweet. Uh, can you describe If we the can people, attach it to the microphone, did, that'll be did, the fucking did the guy win. Did the guy have a backwards hat on while he was going down on her? I I I I can't call that. It you were so looking at the ago. pussy. I you were. Think, you were. Honest like, to God, I'm, listen. I think I'm, I was doing more of this. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to speak. That for, is so cool. I don't want to speak for you. That's something you glance at once, and then you go right to the bar at this particular establishment, and you order. No, it no, that's something I did you, not even you, do. That I turned and walked the other way. Like, one, oh, yes, this isn't good. Thank you, thank you, Scott. I went, I went the other way. I went down. Yeah, I kept. I kept it moving down. Oh, you were like not not for me tonight and you were like walk right back out of the peppers okay brother i was like 21 22 years old i'm like oh boy that place (laughs) reminds me of the bar from uh dusk till dawn right like the bar where everybody becomes a fucking zombie vampire and Uh, spoiler shit dude (laughs) damn it i was just about to watch that show tonight the movie's 40 years old it's about to watch that shit tonight when i came out in 93 (laughs) i think it's been 40 years, you cunts. 30, 30 years. I can't do math. This um, this might go on forever because we're literally just talking to each other. No, I mean, <laughs> that's the point, right? Like, we're just having a good time talking shit. Like This Listen, might go on forever. In the words of the Lagunitas Brewing Company, beer talks, people listen. Okay? I just like you guys. 
<laughs> on that note, if the beer was smoking. I didn't like you. I tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I just enjoy your company. You know? uh, <laughs> I told you. What did I tell you the other night? I go. I, I'm really looking forward to spending time with. Yeah, you. that's what he keeps out. He's he's at he's at DOS. He's wasted. He keeps going. I can't wait to spend time with you. I was like, is that a threat? <laughs> I say, wait till you meet Mike. It's you're not going to feel the same way. <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, we're going to take a quick halftime break. We're going to get right into the second half of the gauntlet what a time it's been till now keep your jamesons on the ready because union breaks are coming this episode of the bartender ramp podcast is brought to you by cic powerbox your all-in-one portable power solution for ac electric compressed air and heavy duty jump start our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive with customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. Welcome back, Barflies. What a halftime it was. No shits were taken, don't worry, but some pisses were had, some darts were smoked, and now it's time for the second half of the gauntlet. Before we do, I want to bring to light an important thing that this show is doing that we need you guys to support us on. It's the suggestion box. That's right. Have you had a hard shift? Do you hate your boss? Do you hate your co-worker? Do you hate your co-workers? Do you hate some of your customers that drive you crazy? Then do what you need to do. Get off your shift, pick up your phone, and dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T. That's right. That is our bartender suggestion box. You can call in, air your grievances, rant a little bit. Mike's going to give you the, the number and a little bit more about the suggestion box. Go ahead, Mikey. Well, e- yeah, easy way to remember it is 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T, 423-PODRANT. It's 423-763-7268. Um, just plug that number into your phone. Share it with your friends, uh, your coworkers. Mike, that's um, a great idea. You can save it. Steve Jobs yeah. has given us the technology. Yep. Just just plug it right into your phone. Even if you're still on your shift, go out for a smoke break or run into the cooler or something and just give us a quick call and, and just vent or bitch or Hell, even if it's just something funny you want to share with us. And then what we're going to do is Steve and I are going to listen to those voicemails and we're going to react to them. And we're going to put that up. It's going to be a ton of fun. A little bit of uh, more incentive. So most of these will be like bonus content for our Patreon. So it's another way that you can also support the show and help us get uh, bonus content for our Patreon subscribers. But a little extra incentive. The first episode that we do is going to be going on our main channel. So it's going to be just another episode of the podcast. Everybody's going to have access to it. So the first people that call in and leave those voicemails, you're going to be immortalized on our podcast feed. So uh, take a second, plug that uh, number in, 423-PODRANT. And the next time you want to bitch or you get something off your chest, spill some tea, uh, give us a call. And just try to remember to... uh, you know, keep uh, just we don't want any litigation against uh, the podcast. <laughs> so just just be cognizant of using names or defaming anybody. As always, uh, protect the innocent and the guilty. And the guilty. All right, I let's keep it moving. Suggestion. 
I yeah, mean, oh, you have a talk, suggestion uh, for the suggestion? So uh, a thing that I always wanted to do was, uh, based on the same lines as this, but do a blog, anonymous blog, mm. after your shift, after your shift, describing what it was after it, because you're still in the heat of the moment. You might yeah. have had a couple drinks, this, that, but you blog anonymously and say, well, I had this happen, this, this this whatever whatever it is yeah. but with your whole uh you know while you're All, in the moment when it's fresh when it's when it's palpable and that's the exact idea right you, 500 words or whatever it is right like i've always thought that would be hilarious if you just started a blog it's like oh dude right, it's this called anonymous bartender from tampa bay who's like yeah i had this horrible shift happen i bang this dude or this chick whatever whatever it is or i had this horrible person i eat these fish tacos it's called Reddit, and then there's other places out there. But then our friends that uh, was very passive aggressive, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, it's already out Reddit. there, my man. Oh, okay, it is already out there, my man. And uh, our friends uh, Carl and his wife, they do the show. Do you want to start a tab? Free plug for you, Carl. The Iowa, Carl. Iowa, Iowa's top mixologist, uh, and that's what they do. They just find. Uh, stories uh, from the internet from bartenders, and then they just read them, react to them, and rate them. So that's like being they're... the best lacrosse player from North Dakota. <laughs> I was best. No, come on, eat it, Carl. <laughs> Somewhere, Carl is brooding. Um, all right, let's get back into the show, Scotty. Before we start, you back on the gauntlet. A very important question, my friend. Rancher Blue Cheese, pick one right now. Choose your I side. Will preface this by saying Uh-oh, no. he's a rancher i, I know, know. It. I hear it coming. from back up from the <laughs> south this is the r word that i don't like to say <laughs> oh no yep I'm <laughs> oh no i just assumed i was in the company of a brethren <laughs> what happened to you you had all the opportunities. I've you had everything laid ahead. He's been indoctrinated. Ranch so, stock everything down there. They eat it for breakfast. <laughs> they pour it in their shakes and it makes them strong. I heard people no, eat it on their eggs. That's why we won the war, I think. No. Oh. That is not that is not huevos rancheros. That, that is, is not why we that is. is probably why we won the war. But we did find out a couple episodes back that ranch only was invented in the eighties. It's not like a thing that would like went yeah. too far back, but that makes me a little. Do you like blue cheese at all? Like on wings? Do you want me to lie? No, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> Ranch all day. Wow <laughs> how do, how do you feel about blue cheese? Is it gross to you? Ranch all day. Wow! <laughs> wow! I feel like you're pleading the fifth. I feel like this is the Michael Jackson trial right now. Okay. Too many crumbles. R. Kelly. All right. <laughs> Too many crumbles. Too many crumbles. <laughs> All the crumbles. Give me the crumbles. God damn it. All right. Fuck it. All right. Let's just keep it moving. I'm, I'm depressed. Um, that made me really sad. I, I didn't want to lie to you. I was feeling so copacetic. You know what? You know what they should do? You know, remember how um, fucking Brian was talking about? He has like eight different flavors of ranch in his fridge. Yeah. What they a should, fucking they should, sicko. They should. They should. 
they should make a blue cheese flavored ranch. Oh, <laughs> dude! Should you they just... exile me to a camper in Pittsburgh, Kansas? <laughs> I am blue cheese, motherfucker. Mike, okay, Mike, team I'm blue not, cheese. Mike, you not, are in exile, life. Mike. I'm not kidding. That's a million dollar idea. We need to come up with blue cheese flavored ranch. It's going to be a Doritos. It's going to be a Doritos. We didn't like have six a BRP months. branded blue cheese flavored <laughs> blue cheese flavored ranch. Oh my We're god. Gonna, that's you know, that's Steve, actually a great idea. That's actually that's, a sneaky good idea. This this is how we can finally unite the people. We got this is gonna be the the country together. Do you only eat ranch? Well, here comes new blue cheese flavored ranch. Yeah, now you never have to choose between ranch and blue cheese. Yeah, it's gonna be the next crush at Doss. Oh, what a blue great cheese idea. ranch crush at Doss. Oh dude, I drink that shit. I like both of them. I, I got no problem with be. ranch. It's just the ranch onlys, man. These fucking ranch onlys. Let me tell you. All right. Sorry. Number you six. <laughs> number six. And this is indicative of how you're acting right now. Ratchet and crazy customers. Uh, Mike, please explain to Scotty how this category has expanded from simply ratchet and crazy customers to also. Yeah. So also memorable customers. So it, it doesn't have to be a negative experience. Sometimes uh, this can be, you know, some customers that came in and left a really nice impression or, you know, just had a, a really nice impact on you. This is not going to be kind of what you want to hear, but this is going to be what bartenders will shake their head and be like, yep, that's right. The people who come back and be like, hey, you served me three months ago. You were cool. I mean, I got some gnarly ones where it's like, you know, people doing uh, you know, ripping belly shots off of a, a girl in a wedding dress with her boobs out. That a girl happened. in a wedding dress? I think I still got a uh, photo evidence. Tell me it was at least the groom <laughs> of that. He had, but, he, had matured, he had matured since Peppers. He's like, I'm not missing this opportunity. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> well, we're just doing belly shots. No licking hoo-hahs. You know, big difference. But, man, yeah, I'll but be honest. Like, so, hold on. So what do you mean by this? Like, somebody came in. They got a drink from you. They came back three months later, four months later. And and why is that memorable to you? Just because you're? it's a surprise? No, no, no. Go back to the, go back to the tits out of the wedding dress. It's on my Twitter. I'm trying to find it right now. Okay. This is a good use of our time. Thanks. Like you're, you're good at this. You're so good at this. You can realize when we're coming to us, honest to God, you know what? You would be a great municipal worker. You know, one of those people that stands, you're a union eight other guys on the side of a fucking highway. And there's only one person shoveling asphalt. You'd be great at that because I swear to God, you're a union guy through and through Mike. I'm in in a you good see? mood, and I, I just get shit on all, all fucking. You get the shit whole on because you've ground us to a stop. All right, listen. Show us the Twitter picture later. Let's get back to I, the question. You interrupted me. I can talk about tits no, coming out of a wedding no, dress. No, you took him down the fucking wrong trail. Let's go back to the original trail, which is what you said. What, which is what you said, Scotty. Okay. You said that it's memorable in some way to come back to me three months later and say, hey, you served me three months ago and I liked it. And you don't, you're, the implication seems that you don't even remember them. No, no, no. I, I think that that's like my favorite type of people. It's kind are, of beautiful that you are don't the, remember them. Are the ones who are like, man, hey, you had me a couple months ago, this and that. You were really good. You were busy as shit, but you took care of me. It's like, ah. That does feel good to, to us. It's not the people who sit in your bar every day. It's like, oh, give me this, give me that, because they, they, they're your regulars. It's the ones who come down. And, and I'm, I'm basing most of my experience on Ocean City, hmm. where you, you know, 
you, you'll have the people who come down on vacation a year later or Maybe whatever it is. Like, dude, we yep. only came back here because of you. Yeah. And it's been a year and, and since we've been here. There, there's no doubt that that has happened. And mm. it is so cool. Uh, worst experience, I guess, are the people who just don't quite get it. And what I mean by that is like, you can't walk. How can I serve you? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> F you and, and doing a, every different type of thing. You and can't you're walk. To, you're, you're trying to have a conversation. It's like, you literally almost fell over the railing into the bay. How can I serve you? In what world can I do that? And yeah. they still don't get it. Those are my really, really bad experiences. So I've always wanted to ask oh, some of our bar. There's the train. That, that's an all drink. I think you guys need another baby. Sorry, I can't hear the actual. So he has a train track next to him. I can't. We can't hear the train right now, but we'll trust you. So one of the things I've always you wanted parked to a camper next to a train track. <laughs> it fell off the train track. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I've always wanted to ask our guests during this section is um, whether they had any bartender field sobriety tests that they use on people. I have a few personally, right? Like one of the ones is I'll be like, read the entire label and I will pass them their beer and they'll have to read Anheuser, you know, the, everything. Anheuser-Busch, Natty Light, beer, brewed in America since 1977, right? Um, there are uh, things that I'll do as a <laughs> That's test. That's pretty good. I, I actually like that. Because yeah. if there's somebody I've seen a couple different times and they're mm. wasted, and I even if I, like, maybe even I know that they walk home, like, I, there's not even a question if they're driving drunk. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, even if they're acting a little ratchet. I don't want to push them out of there because I know that they're a consistent good tipper. Do you have any bartender field sobriety tricks that you use? I'll be honest. Sometimes it's kind of funny to be like, hey, I know they're only walking. Let's see how fucked up we can get them. <laughs> <laughs> when they are that your regular, the opposite like, of what I let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we can get these guys to do. Oh, man. But, uh, It'd be great if there was a golf ball tracer on them as they like zigzag their way home. How many steps did you take that only took this many, right? Just hand hand them back an Apple AirTag with their change when they go. Oh, man, that would be good. Honestly, my only trick is when somebody's like kind of banged up because I'm I'm very upfront and, you know, honest and in your face with that is uh, somebody, but hey, can I have a beer or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And I just hand them a glass of water and they just drink it and say, thank you. I'm like, yep. (laughs) I know you're, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, that, like hey, man, that's I'll a, take a natty. That's a, a, natty, that's a great sobriety this, test. That. Yeah. And you just hand them a glass of water and they just drink it. And they're like, hey, thanks. I'm like, yep. Well, well, and in that <laughs> did, same, did they still get a beer after that, though? No, no, no. That's what I needed. <laughs> in the same vein of what Scotty's saying, a lot of times um, what I used to do with really drunk patrons is if they ordered like a shot from me and I knew they were wasted and we were cutting them off, I'd be like, oh, I got you, buddy. And uh, I would pour two shots of water and I'd be like, all right, these are for you and me. And I'd set them down and we'd rip these two shots of water and I would gauge how they reacted to that. Right. That would be my personal bartender sobriety test. Like if they were like, hey, this is water. (laughs) I'd be like, you can have another drink. (laughs) You can have another drink, sir. (laughs) You'd be like, like, oh, 
that's ooh the burn you know that that guy i'm like you're done kid you're done that, that's exactly what it is man because i i uh i think it's kind of humorous yeah where like you order a beer and i give you a glass of water and you take it and you're like hey thanks man it's like ah eh, yeah you're probably not going to get another drink yeah right i think that makes uh if you don't notice especially if i put like a lime or a lemon on it you're like you think you're drinking like a tea well, i didn't order a vodka soda <laughs> <laughs> I have poured many vodka sodas in my life with just soda in them, and the person has walked off happy as a clam. You know, back into their back onto the dance floor, back into their party. Just garnish it, man. Ooh. Just garnish it. That's, that's like, what it comes. Well, that's to. another thing. You got to garnish it, man. That's another thing, it. Mike. We haven't talked about this enough on the show. There are incognito drinkers out there that either a don't drink alcohol or b want to pace themselves to where they're not too drunk when they're out with their friends, or they get to a point in the evening where. They come and they go, shh, hey, come here, come here. Here's what I need you to do. Pretend like you're making me a cocktail. It's okay? the pregnant ones that get me. Put lemon and lime Wait, on it. On. Make a, sure there's some in bubbles there. in it, okay? And be like, all right, that'll be $9. Like, they'll tell you to tell them that, like, it costs oh, yeah. money. No, yeah, my, my dad always did that. He always did uh, pineapple and I think a mix of pineapple and cranberry juice with soda water. Because then, even if somebody tasted it, 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 it you could tr you know it could taste like an alcoholic. Right, beverage. you're like, oh, yeah. there's enough fruit. Yeah, he, he'd be out doing he'd yeah. be doing business deals with people, and they'd be getting drunk, and he's just that drinking little, juice and soda. That little son <laughs> of a bitch. while sitting down. Shout out, thing. shout out, Big Mike. That's yeah. son of a bitch. Now, now Scott, you said you, you scared you you scared you said that it was the. The pregnant ones that get you. Can you elaborate on yeah. that, please? Uh, because we've all been there and it's so hard, man, because I'll be honest, I am not. I am a very upfront person and like I will tell you my truth. No matter, like if you ask, I'll tell you everything. Right. And so I have a hard time. I'm not the best at keeping secrets. I've always said that about me. And so it's like when the pregnant people are like, hey, they're on like a bachelorette party and she's mm -hmm. in the bachelorette party. Hey, I'm pregnant. They don't know this yet. Can oh. I just give me can you just give me club soda with a lime on it and throw mm -hmm. a straw in there and say, hey, you know, here's a vodka soda. Mm -hmm. And then I dark go, shotgun She's wedding pregnant. turn here. She's pregnant. <laughs> you out her right there. I know I don't, I, but I want to. <laughs> this bitch pregnant. <laughs> this bitch I pregnant. I don't, I don't do that. But uh. but it's like, oh, that's our thing. That's our secret, you know. <laughs> and that that happens quite often, and Lord. it's so hard because that's so funny. <laughs> Because like when when there's like nine of them like hey bitch in their sash and shit and like hey bitch give us nine upside down pineapple cakes and the one the pregnant one is like no don't do that don't do that and I'm like all right here's eight and one with spray a club soda and spray yeah. yep. <laughs> and sure. grenadine and grenadine yeah. and pine pineapple juice and grenadine right and um, you know I think that's what's always been kind of so cool is like. I know a pregnant bitch before her friends do. <laughs> it's pregnant. the special thing about being well, a bartender. No, it, it is. Know? We talk about you it know? all the time how the bartenders are I know like all the, the secrets, secret, right? The secret keepers of the society. The confidants of their You may know about a woman's pregnancy before like her, you know, close friend. Her best friend. friend and her mother. You sure as hell know about the divorce about a week and a half before it happens. <laughs> Let me tell you that, right? And typically and, I'm in a walk in a lot of in, on a lot of occasions, you know the divorce is coming even before they do because he keeps mm -hmm. bringing his mistress to the same bar oh, he brings his God. family to that happens too now man like, yeah honestly hey you never saw me in here with them yeah like the old <laughs> yeah. days with yeah. like the cheers you know sitcom which is you know fantastic we all yeah. love that 
but when they would do the phone call into the bar, hey, is so and so? No, I'm not here if they call. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And and that's what it. It's still the same <laughs> thing, but in but person. That they're implicating you in their in their adultery. Dude, that's you're, so an you're an accomplice. You're an accomplice all the time. Bartenders are just show me a nude, and I will tell your wife you weren't here. <laughs> we are strictly purveyors. Wait, we are strictly his... purveyors. That's it. Which, which I don't I don't want to get bogged down, but I can't remember what one of our guests from a, a while back. It was a guy that would he would come in and ask specifically for that bartender every time because he would bring in different women every time, and oh, then he would yes. just and then he would just slide I think this him is up. Bree, and then this he is would Bree? no, it was a guy, it was a guy, and he would just slide him a five dollar bill every time. It was just a five dollar bill across the table every single day. So he would tip five regularly. Five for me to not rat on you he, for he, uh, yes uh, for being a man whore. He, he, yeah. he would thanks he would for the tip, big money. No, no, he would tip regularly on the on the meal and the drinks, but then he would slide him a five dollar. That was like the hush money. My friend, and, uh, <laughs> Mr. Lincoln, wants to yeah. wants you to be part of his conspiracy. A whole five dollars <laughs> to conceal your adultery. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think so, sir. <laughs> all right, dude, that happens all the time, man. All the time. Like, that's a real thing. And that's what's so hilarious is that I'm like. We what we do is so cool because we hear everything and see everything. We are basically the gatekeepers, which is so funny because we're all a bunch of idiots. And I think that's what's so funny <laughs> yes. about it. Yeah, you're all a bunch of idiots that are and you're all drinking the whole time. Yeah, and, and these we are the last trust people that should be trusted with the keys. <laughs> but we be do. very clear about that. But we right? do. Yeah. We're it's the, the, it's the bartenders. Defense. And I'm telling you too, the dude, the hairdressers and stuff. We, we're gonna get my my hairstylist. I hate saying that my haircutter. Uh, you, you should fire no, no, yours. You should fire I want to get her on because she. I told her about the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You're an <laughs> asshole. She hasn't seen me in like six months. Did she work but for Bieber, dude? Some of the stories Did she, she was go on tour. What's it like stories... being on tour with Bieber? Anyway, so moving on. You grow goatee. So question number seven. <laughs> this is fights, arrests, and fires. This is when shit pops off. You know, Steve's a bit of a pyromaniac. He loves to see a good, a good kitchen or a good bar fire. Fire. So tell us. So tell us about people uh, throwing fisticuffs or uh, yeah, uh, maybe people getting the silver bracelets or maybe when, a fire. When shit pops off, tell us what people are really made of. Man, I got one that's if you take the morality out of it. It's very funny, but it's, it's clearly not funny. Okay, I was. You let I me be the, the make make the decision on that. Well, okay. a guy a guy jumped off of uh, at uh, well again we'll say where was a guy jumped off of the the pier into a foot and a half of water that we said, hey man, don't do that, don't do that. I wasn't even working at the time. Guy jumped off trying to impress a girl. Hey, buddy, so this is a foot love. and a half. This is a foot and a half of water. Foot and a half of water. Don't do this. He dove. He dove. Dove? Like head first. Dove? Clearly, I'm going to ruin the entire mood of what we got going on. Oh, no. But paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, my oh. God. So that would be the uh, gnarliest. Uh, well, I had a shooting at the bar that I was at in South Carolina 
over uh, God. What's this going dude, on? He just, he's just been burying these <laughs> stories. These, sta- these states uh, where they're open carry. Speaking of mental health. All right, we're not getting into this. We're not, I'm sorry, Scott. Shake this we're out. not getting into this. Fuck. I don't, don't want to hear fuck. Steve's little passive, like little uh, political ahead. views in between. This. So what happened? <laughs> well, dude was trying to impress a girl, so he was going to dive off this. Said, "Buddy, don't do that. It's a foot and a half deep." He did it. Yeah, got paralyzed. How did they? Yeah, because yeah, how did they get him out? Because he, I mean, at that point, he'd almost be, you know, <laughs> again, if you take the morality out of it, mm-hmm. like fishing him out. Oh my god, hmm. not great. Also, but, think, but, you, but on the I, I back end ask, of that, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to be insensitive right now, but he he did it to himself, right? He dives in head first, and it's only a Try, foot trying half. to trying to impress. Hold a girl. on, hold on. It's yep. only a foot and a half of water. So is it like, and his feet are sticking back up and Come out? On, Steve. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm asking. His feet are sticking back up and out from the water because he went head first right in and snapped his neck. I mean, he that's would have been happened. like pulling a weed. God. Oh my God! Yikes! That's but terrible. I got a good one though. Is that we well, had a guy? I do. There. I, have, I do have a question before you move on though. Um, about that. Um, do you think she put out after the accident? I mean, at that point, you kind of have to. You no, kind of got to take. You got to no, take. You, you don't, don't have to, but I just mean you got to take one for the team at that point in time. You know. I hope. I disagree. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the answer to that, but I hope she liked to do work. Nope. If I was, that would have been. If I was her, I hope she liked to be on top. If I was her, I would have said, "You're immature." I always knew you were, even before you were paraplegic, and I am out. And for that reason, I'm out. Like fucking Shark Tank. I was. I was obviously kidding. I wouldn't have fucked him. Well, I'm not. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Wow, that's sick. Um, uh, No, tell us about any other fights or ass fires that you've done in the arsenal. So I got laid out. In the what? middle of an alley. Working? Working a bar? Yeah. What uh, happened? Just a uh, dude got into it and another guy. T- How'd you even get in the alley? Why weren't you behind the bar? How'd you had well, give us talking a him down, talking him down, talking him down, and went outside and uh dude, Did what he are you lure doing? you outside? What are you doing? Was- no, uh, he was a guy I thought it was cool, whatever. Oh, okay. Walked outside, man. What are you doing? Why did you do that? That Why? was silly. Trying blah, to calm blah, him blah. down. Trying to calm him down. That was okay. silly. I'm taking the trash out and hey, walk with me, walk with me. Turn, blinked, I was on my butt. Really? And so that that one uh that kind of stunk. Do you but, know how that one ended or do you not uh did he yeah, get it, roped? What's that? Did he get roped, bouncers or police or nothing? Uh no, just just me. <laughs> but it, you know, it like those are the little things that I don't like about this game. Mm-hmm. It's volatile. Well, especially in in Ocean City, which is such a like a party town. Well, and man, I, I honestly I have quite the uh, you know back in my younger days had quite the temper and this and that. And I've I've I think just getting older and being more mature, you realize that you don't have to you don't get have to into some every shift or even yeah. indulge in an argument. Right. Like yeah. at the end of the day, when you're behind the bar and if, if you do have security and somebody's yelling and screaming at you, you do not have to go back and forth with them. You just point to the guy, point to him and say, hey, see you later. Mm-hmm. But most of us male bartenders are type A personalities, are sports guys. And 
don't have that ability to say, hey, man, calm down, calm down. It's like, oh, I'm going to jump over here and smack you in your face, too. Yeah, escalating the situation for sure. And that's what my biggest learning lesson has been now that I'm in my 30s is to just point to the dude who's run the door. That's I what got, they're paid for, right? Is it almost Let them like take care of it. Now now the equation goes through your head. There's money to be made. There's less bullshit that I want to deal with cuz it's just it makes me tired. I'm tired. Big time. And it you makes know? you resent what you're doing yeah. if you engage in that type of behavior, right? When you got a guy yelling at you saying the meanest things, it's so easy to be like, "Buddy, come outside." Yeah. Come outside. You go that way. I'll go this way. I'll meet you in the alley and we'll and we'll figure it out, right? But you're losing money by doing that. You're getting yourself frustrated and agitated. Opposed to just being like, hey, point to the security guy and say, hey, you take care of this. I am. And you keep doing your thing, right? And I 100% agree with you. And I think you're, the sentiment that you are sharing is a resounding thing that anyone listening to this show needs to take to heart. However, I do get nostalgic about the days uh, early, the very early days that I was at the dumpster that I was a bar back and that we had to fight our way out of our own restaurant (laughs) more than a few nights, man. Um, you working at Freddy's down in, uh, you know, down the city probably wasn't way too many days on the cobblestones. You know what I mean? Um, but no, that's a, that's a good point, right? Like it feels, it feels like. Uh, the more reps you get almost in this business, you start to get it's uh, I don't know if any, we have any Westworld fans out there. Right. But like the premise of Westworld is that the the AI gets so many reps that they start to learn how to better cope with situations. That's your local bartender. OK, uh, the, the longer and longer we're in this business, the the more tired of your bullshit we get and and the better I think we handle it. That's why a seasoned bartender is a special person. They've been through all of the hills and valleys of uh, of what the uh, roller coaster patron is like, what the ratchet customer is like. And we are, are very equipped to handle difficult people. But and- don't you think there's a really fine line between being that guy that you're speaking about and then being the old jaded bartender who's like, man, what sure do the fuck is. you want? Right. Don't you think there's a fine line? But that's because that guy is still 45 and trying to make rent and he snaps one day and just, you know, cracks somebody with a beer bottle. Right. I, I'm not saying that that same seasoned person doesn't get jaded. I'm just saying that if you are in this business, you're work and, and, and you you take a career approach to it. You take a mature approach to it and you say, Hey, this is something I'm going to commit to. And I'm going to care about my mental health. I'm going to care about my body. This is something I'm going to do for a living. And I'm going to try to be more thoughtful about my interactions on a daily basis. I do think that over time you get uh, a greater perspective about everybody you serve from the ratchet to the most low maintenance. That's my only point. There are plenty of 60 year old bartenders who jaded as fuck and are on edge. What do you want? Uh, yeah, they're on edge. I do feel like they may be from a different time. And I think, uh, there's less and less of those old school, uh, uh, people by the day, not to say that I don't love them, but you know, shout out to Mike Centeni and many other mentors of mine. But, um, 
I feel like we we are slowly dripping into sentimental, and I want to bring us back into the fun. So let's go on to question number eight. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Tell us about the friction in this business because this business is close. It's tight. It's aggressive. It's a lot of hours, a lot of alcohol. There's inevitably a party scene in this business. So tell us a little bit about how sex, drugs, and rock and roll come into play in the bar business. It depends where you are. And what I mean by that is, I'll be honest, being even like a you know, 28, 29-year-old bartender, and there'd be like 21, 22-year-olds who are like, wow, uh, you were my bartender here, and that would open the door for me to have conversations. I ain't going to stun you with my looks, you know? You're adorable. Not my, you know, not my thing, you know, but, uh, I, I've seen so many of people that have done so well where it's like, dude, if you can't get laid behind the bar, you ain't never going to get laid. <laughs> Honestly, that should be a rule, right? That should be a, uh, a world rule. If you can't lay, get behind the, oh, can't lay, get behind the bar. Those babies are creeping up on you there. No officer. <laughs> anyway, but but I, I think I think what it comes down to, again, I, I, I'm not going to be as fun with the with when it comes to like the drugs thing because that that was never something I really got into. If if I liked it, I would do them. Yeah, not that you well, have it, to. We it look. doesn't have to be you either. I mean, you know, we've had crazy stories about walking in on other people. You know, just the party scene. In, yeah. in the bar business. I mean, customers are unruly, man. You know, just crazy shit you've seen where you're like, wow, that is somebody's going for it tonight. Well, I, I've seen like people do the fake sneeze underneath my bar and just do like a, a, a key bump. I'm like, that's the fake sneeze. Yeah. Like go underneath the bar and like pretend to sneeze, but do a. Is like it achoo? Achoo. That, yeah. Why can't they just go to the bathroom? That seems so much more conspicuous than just. <laughs> they were <a> alcohol, <laughs> man. That's what it, I mean. What do you mean? That's what it comes down to, I guess. Right. But like, I mean, I've, I've seen, seen that, people have sex. Like, Dude, at that the was bar. so funny. I'm like, yeah. I don't like that. You did that, but that was kind of funny. Here, you snort know. this whiskey. Yeah, like, right? You got a little powder on your face. I've seen that. There, there's been people like, why is the bathroom door locked? Mm-hmm. And then a couple people walk out. I'm like, hey, good for you guys. You a know? couple and, people, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I've I, I said, uh, uh, you know, well, not a, cu- a few. <laughs> More than two. I'm like, oh, boy. That happened. They got a little <laughs> bit of help in there. That happened. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, things like that, but. Uh, honestly, man, I, I, it's more of, uh, just the drunken shenanigans of more of like, again, unfortunately diving into a one and a half foot water or mm-hmm. running around, uh, acting silly. Like, yeah, but we're more, hold on. And I understand what you're saying. Like the bar business, you see crazy shit. I'm, I'm not more, giving you the answers. You guys, it's okay, but one that's why sure. the gauntlet is, that's yeah. why the gauntlet is tough, right? We're going to put the screws in you. So let me rewind the question and try to refocus us for a second. You know, as well as I do, especially working in Ocean City, there is friction behind the bar. So what I want you to really think about in this question is that palpable quality of like, oh, 
Sally and, and, and fucking Johnny worked together every shift and they hate each other. And then all of a sudden we saw Sally and Johnny go home together because they work every shift together. And it's, it, there's this weird thing about the bar business that because we're almost like bumping up against each other, like pinballs and dealing with the same shit that there is a party scene behind the scenes, right? Things that the customers don't see. So what I'll ask you is what is the sex, drugs, and rock and roll? And it doesn't have to be specific to those that you have seen behind the scenes of bar personnel, especially down at the beach. I know that there are some epic stories. Everybody fucks everybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, that's, that's, especially in Ocean City, it, it feels like, right? Everybody Something in the fucks air. everybody. Yeah, that, that's that's what it is, um, and, and that's honestly it. I think the gnarliest thing is like you have a fifty-year-old fat uh, front of the house manager who's banging the smoking hot eighteen-year-old hostess. That's that's the restaurant game, man. Oh, but yeah, but it, he but it, he has the key to the elevator though, you right? Know? And then you got the 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 uh, the heroin line cook who's banging the twenty-year-old twenty-two-year-old bartender. Like that's the restaurant game, man. It's why I, I, I don't, I can't call it. I can't explain it. I, I, uh, that's what it is, man. That happens so often where you're like, these people would never, ever connect in a normal society. Thank you. <laughs> this is what I'm getting right? at. This is what I'm getting at. I'm glad you're, uh, you're, you're immortalizing. Got to do because... Jameson to that. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> have to. <laughs> My mom is our most avid listener, and this is her most hated category. And she's listening to this. Maybe she is. Mom would be in the conversation based on what we just well, talked about. Stay with me here, okay? <laughs> My mother is a saint. She hates Sup. this category. She absolutely hates it. And I understand why she hates it, but there is a reason why we ask this question. I remember the first time I saw Requiem for a Dream, and I thought, wow, that's fucking explicit. And then I met somebody who was actually a heroin addict and I go, oh, your actual life is a tragedy. Like it is as explicit as this movie. And I use that as a metaphor for what we're talking about here because while we can adjudicate whether or not the behavior of this category is something we subscribe to or we, we um, say is good or we promote that's that's for another time. What I'm trying to do and what I think Mike and I in this show is trying to do with this category is tell the fucking truth. Jesus. Tell what it's really like out there. And and the truth is what you just said, people that would never interact in real life. People that don't go together for some reason go together because they work at the same restaurant. And it is mind-boggling to see. It's it's insane because you will see people that if it, they see you working hard and you see them working hard, and it doesn't really matter what you're, you look like, but when you're in those heat of the moments together. You almost get off on how good they are at doing what they do. That's, that's oh, what it is, man. It's crazy. I know that. I also know the people that I hate their guts and I think they're a shitty worker and I want them to get fired, but I also want to fuck them behind a you dumpster. Hate, you want to hate you know fuck I mean? them, yeah. You're you disgusting. know what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. <laughs> Jesus oh, 
This is descending into madness. Okay, question number nine. Mike and I's favorite category. Mom, I really hope you're not listening to this episode. Um, bar hazing. Hi, Mrs. Haley. Yes, bar hazing, <laughs> pranks, and games. Okay, now the reason this is Mike and I's favorite category is because inevitably, if you've worked in a restaurant for more than a month, you understand that there's going to come a day where it's dead slow. And you need to kill time. You need to build morale. And you have to do that through bar hazing, pranks, and games. You have to keep the entertainment level up. And I'm so excited for this category because I know you to be a shit starter and a creative thinker. And I have to imagine you like to have fun behind the pipes. So tell us about your favorite bar hazing pranks and games. We would take the people, uh, the people when it was their last day working, we would take them out to the dock and like, hey, look at that out there. And we just push them in like type D. <laughs> God, and so everybody good. was so stupid That's that they didn't so realize good. it. I'm like, the oh same my God, look at, that, look at that dolphin out there. And we'd get them out to go to the dock, and we'd just push them in. The same dock people weren't allowed to jump off. The same dock people got paralyzed jumping <laughs> off, right? Well, they weren't going head first. They were just pushed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's we would do make that, sure. and it was uh, – or we, you know, we'd just take them and you know, just do the whole whipped cream bomb, uh, you know, take a whipped That's cream a pie one. and – Hey, look that way and smash it in their face type deal. That's but, a classic. No, I mean, I mean no, pushing um, people off of a dog is. No, is it, pretty, it's, it's three feet solid. of water when when they're in just full clothes. Make make sure there's no phone, no wallets, nothing like that. It's their last day before they go back to college or they're they're <laughs> done for the su summer. And it got to the point where everybody knew where it's like they would just go to the end of the dock and stand there. And wait to be pushed and in. We just push them in. <laughs> nice. It got to that, that point, makes it, which was cool. honest to God, it that was makes so it, cool. That makes it less fun. It was okay? so, yeah, no, it makes it way less fun. But you it know was what cool, we should though. start doing? <laughs> Let's start tying them up and throwing them in. You know okay. what I mean? Well, okay. Well, you know, figure it out, Houdini. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love it, though, because like sometimes the pranks and stuff are kind of like the rites of passage, the way to initiate a new you know, employee, exactly, a new coworker. Like not even a prank at that point. It was a rite of passage. Like your end of the yeah. day. You're going to get pushed in and whipped creamed into the bay. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes some, sometimes it can be initiation, but sometimes it can be the farewell, too. We've had so many bartenders come on and different bars have different little rituals that they go through for when you're leaving. And, you know, uh, I think that's really cool because it really shows some some fun camaraderie. And also, you know, just a, a note towards, you know, the the bar service industry business. Like this is stuff you couldn't do at a regular nine to five job. You know what I mean? Like if you push somebody in, you know, and off the dock, you know, you're going to be having a meeting with HR the next morning. Yet somehow in the service industry, it just kind of scoots on by without anybody really worried about it. Yeah. The service industry is essentially the wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, really the way I always, the way I always like to think of it, it's, it's like a good sushi restaurant, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I've always said they don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of docks in corporate business. You but know? <laughs> every restaurant has their own chain of command. Like when it comes down to it, like. Right. Like one uh, person is the sashimi and another is the tempura. <laughs> and then somebody else is the wasabi. Right. You know, and then it's like, hey, man, quit being a little ginger. OK, go to the end of the dock. We're pushing you off. You know, you piece of shit. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> All right. Question question number 10. Let's bring it on home. My friend, Scott Rosario, you have made it to the end of the gauntlet. Bravo, my friend. It has been an absolute slog to get us here, but a ton of fun. 
Mm-hmm. Number 10, firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category. Getting 86th. Tell us the stories about when you never others... been fired. Bravo. Golf clap for you, my friend. <laughs> I got fired from a Panera Bread once. That was about it. How did that you was... get hired at a Panera Bread? <laughs> That's a long story. I broke somebody's window. A spider rolled across it. I punched it. It shattered. I had to make money. That's he all. Was, he was wearing so, Uggs. It got hired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it had your so, same haircut, Mike. Anyway, I actually did no, have a bad. I had a bad. I had a worse haircut at the time. He's been enough. bald since he was three years old. Fuck a duck, you cunt. All right. Tell I said uh, uh, no. I so well. I I guess I technically got fired, but not technically. I just didn't show up. I was at a, at a place for quite a long time, and the bar manager called me and said, "Hey." um, you're probably going to get fired. You have to beg for your job. And I said, why? <laughs> and he goes, well, you did a shot. And I'm like, well, I did it with you. You're the bar manager. I got to beg for my job because I did a shot with you at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Only in the bar business, man. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I just didn't show up, but. One, which was funny. This story is so unbelievable. Yeah, you had to have seen some good, like, 86s. This this story would not, you, you would not believe it if I told it to you. But luckily, my old GM was there with me, sitting at my bar while I was working. The owner uh, told me he was going to punch me in the face because I asked him to please get out of the way when I was three deep just by myself, and he's pouring shots for his friends. Mm. And he goes, I'm going to punch you. Don't talk to me like that in my bar. I'll punch you in your fucking face. I was like, oh, all right. And he goes, all right, let's go outside. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm about to own this place. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, basically nothing escalated from, from there. And I went, grabbed my tips right out of the bucket and just walked out. And nobody would ever believe that except my old GM, who I didn't get along with working had my back it's like yeah we didn't never got along working together and that now situation was fun you have my back on this yeah. and mm-hmm. and i was like you nobody's ever gonna believe this she's like well i saw it that's the it. owner of a restaurant tried to literally fight you hilarious <laughs> while you were did on you, your shift did you guys actually go outside and like talk we, it out or uh, not quite talking it out it was just him, you know, in my in my ass, you know, yelling, screaming, all that. And I'm like, don't be that guy, Scott. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, don't do it. Yeah. You're, you're I just UFC walked inside, my to put money. someone inside of your butt. And she, no, you no, put him not in quite. your ass? Not quite. What? But he, he uh, she, uh, she had a tab and she's oh. like, should I pay this? I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck this. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You know, and that's literally what we did. And uh, shout out, she was there. She's uh, uh she was my old boss, and she uh, I bartended with her for years. And well, um, she saw that happen and was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is this?" So to speak. And that that's honestly my only walkout story, man. Because well, yeah, but I don't have too many gnarly like that's I, you, that's you. But hold on, hold on a second. I know for a fact, especially how transient the beach is, you had to see some epic firing or quitting stories from somebody else. 
Like, tell us when somebody else got fucking axed and you were just like, whoa. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Doing, doing lines off the bar. I've seen that. What? And got caught? Yeah. Then tell that story. What do you want? Well, I mean, what do I got to teach you how to fucking podcast? You know what you're doing here? Well, uh, it's, it's not like, tell my, that story. It's not quite my truth to tell, so to speak. But that, I mean, I'm not telling you to say. You already I, said you I, can't I, keep a secret. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to call the cops when we're done here. Like I've, I've seen people working behind the bar doing lines of cocaine and like not even getting fired. Just doing, just doing that with other people because nobody else saw it. Like I've, I've seen well, that happen. Well, hold on. Were hold they, on. were they doing them off the bar? Or were they doing them behind the bar? Well, you pull the mat up where the little half inch, you know, where you put your bar mats, and you know they do it right there. I've, I've oh seen that happen God. a time or two. All right, hold on. Let's rein this in for a second. Look, listen. Here's what I'm asking. You ain't getting nothing else other than question that. number ten: firing and quitting stories. What I want is you experiencing somebody getting fired or quitting. You had to have seen somebody get epically fired, right? Or them quitting in a blaze of glory, right? I, I love the idea that you nearly fought the owner of a bar. I mean, that's a great <laughs> answer. I'm only putting the screws into you because I know you've seen somebody else get fucking axed and I feel like you need to tell us about it. <laughs> I can't tell a couple of the stories. No, why are we doing this? <laughs> Because let's these delete are, it. These delete are, the whole thing. These are uh, uh, you can ask some of these people yourself. You're keep it anonymous. Them. Keep it anonymous. No, tell you're them. friends with them, and they can tell them. No, tell them. They <laughs> talk off air about it. Right. tell the tale as if it was. You know, give us the macro view. Can you give us the scenario? <laughs> Come on. Now. No. What are you? Oh. I can't do it. You're hey, killing me. This is why you listen to the next episode where you get the guy. You better name all these names. We'll talk, yeah, you better we'll name talk. all these names. You better I name the names. I better swear to Christ. I swear to Christ. You better name names like it's a fucking red scare in 1950. We, 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 and I'm Roy Cohen. I swear to God, I'm coming for fucking scouts. We, we can talk off there. That, but the, the, God is, damn it. God damn it. I, these are, are, are uh, people that. You know as well, and this what is an unsatisfying end of the gauntlet. <laughs> I know, and that's terrible. Blue. You know what? Terrible? Well, we I'm ran sorry. out of Jameson. I think off. that was a problem. I'm, I'm making the decision to cut you off. We're moving on. This is the cleanup. We call it the Hazard Driving. What a time through the gauntlet. I'm a little bit disappointed. All right, if names aren't named, I'm gonna fight somebody. I swear to God. All right. I will punch you right in the face. Right They're going to punch me if I tell right you. Right in so the that, lyrics. That, you know. I will take you out to the dumpster. I'm just kidding. I'd rather you take me out to the dumpster you. than the other people that it's their story. So. I love you. It's been a ton of fun. It's been a blast. I, I, I'm sorry. I get aggressive because I want the good content. And I want to I want to wring it out of, out of you like a fucking terry towel. Okay, and it, it hurts me in my heart when I don't get the information. That art, I want, art right? is what he calls it, Mike. Art. You know what this is? This is karma for Steve turning the mics off and not letting me listen to the gossip earlier. Fuck you, bitch. Oh, All see, right? well, it's different when that it's had him, nothing isn't to do it? with you. You weren't part of that. You weren't. That's not your. That's not. You're not in that world. All right. That's what the whole show is about. <laughs> and fucking interview me again. Okay. Ask better questions on episode twenty-five. Okay. What do you mean? Ask better questions. Ask better questions. Ask better questions. Here we go. Here we the go. Questions right. are have been written out for. Two I years will buy now. a plane ticket to fly to Kansas to karate chop you in the neck. 
if you don't shut up right now. Well, All his right? camper's going to be moving. So <laughs> good luck finding him. I'll crash the plane right into the camper. Watch me do it. All right? All right, listen. Well done. Bravo. Your jaunt through the gauntlet was well done. Um, we do have a few more questions before we're going to get you out of here, okay? The first one is we call – we call this our cleanup, a.k.a. how's our driving, okay? Now, this is where you get to take over the show. I want you to think of this as the Scotty recommendation corner, okay? Give us all your recommendations for restaurants you like, cocktails we need to try, bartenders we need to have on the show, or questions that we didn't ask you, all right? Take over. Whatever you think we need to add to these proceedings or tell the listeners, this is your option. This is your time. I I feel like you guys kind of have it dialed in. Why are you asking? Why why am I? This well, are there are there, so this is a good part because like we have a lot of listeners. So we actually have listeners because of the show that Congrats. are going to <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. No, that are because of the show are going to come up and see Stephen Baltimore. So like, yeah, they, that's they, not so, true. No, it's totally true. Uh, so, so name, name some name some spots in uh, Baltimore or Ocean yeah. City, Maryland that you would yeah, recommend. Ocean, you know what? Or- you know what? I'll make it easier for you. Give me Scotty's best day in Ocean City. You wake up. It's 10 a.m. Where are you going to breakfast? Quit hitting the table, damn it. I will fucking hit the table as much as I want. I swear to God, I will kill you. That's where you're wrong. It's 10 a.m. It's never happened. Okay. okay. Right. Noon. 10 where, noon. Where are you going to uh, breakfast? Man, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a, a Kirby's on 94. If I'm living on 94 Street, you're I'm, starting. Doing, I'm, I'm doing a beer and a shot of Kirby's okay, on 94 Street. Okay, that's where you're street. starting. Get your, the, get all right, guys. Bike. Listen, this is Scotty's. This is Scotty's Ocean City Bar day. Crawl. That's what this is. Scotty's Ocean City Bar Crawl. My ideal day. Yeah. Living on 94th Street. Yeah. Would be a, a beautiful 85 degrees, sunny, no humidity, little breeze out of the south. <laughs> Take a step into Kirby's on 94th at around noon. It's dark and, and, and all just the regulars in there that you all know. And have a beer and a shot. Bingo. Jump on the bicycle. Bango. Go down to Bad Monkey there on 56th Street. Bongo. Hit that, man. Have one or two. Go see my buddy Pete and keep it moving down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You're riding. You're pedaling. You're pedaling. And then you hit <laughs> maybe stop at Coconuts real quick during the day. 33rd. For, for 33rd. One before, Coconuts. 133rd. Play a little vibe. Play a quick, uh, you know, have a quick what do you like? shot there you, while nobody's there. Say what's, what's up to the boys and Coconut? girls. I like the Coconut Crush, personally. That's my go-to. At the at, at keep that shit moving, yeah, yeah, and then go hit rip ties for sure. You park down the bikes, walk the bikes up on the boardwalk, yeah, have a quick one there, and then pedal down. You know, maybe hit cork bar, Ooh, and, cork and do, bar. Do uh, now you're speaking my language, some of that, man, yeah, and uh, then pedal yourself back up from the inlet and just keep it moving, man. Well, are you pedaling or are you wobbling at this point? Well, it's still pedaling because I haven't fallen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think you, I think you can get a DUI on a bike. So just because big time, I've got a couple boys who've got not in Ocean City. They know who they are. They know who they are. All right. Well, that listen, that is Scotty's ideal day, and and I'm glad great he said day. Co- great day. I'm glad he said coconuts because that is my favorite. And then maybe place. you know pedal back for coconuts happy hour five to six for two for one crutches, no free ads. 
What's your yeah. late night? What's your late night? Seriously, give the people what your late night is in Ocean City. Like, if it is 10 p.m. or later and you're going out, where are you going? If you think I'm out past 10 p.m. No, I know, I know, I know. But listen, <laughs> Mac, imagine, Mac, hold on, Mac, stay with Mac, me. Mac, Your day. boys are in from out of town. You're just going out. You're going to go out after 10. Mackey's all day. Mackey's, okay. All day. For me, it's Mackey's or it's Sky Bar, okay? It's one of the two. I love Sky it. Bar. I'm I love that. it. I like that. If I want a low-key late night, I'm going to Sky Bar. If I want to get ripped, I'm going to Mackey's. But you go where your friends work. That's what no doubt. Know, that's what that is, right? You got, no doubt. You got a couple boys who but work Ma- at Mackey's, couple of this, that. Like, let's that's play this what game. you're doing. Let's play this game. How many people are going to be at Sky Bar on a, on a, at 10 o'clock on a Saturday? Maybe 100. How many people are going to be at Mackey's at 10 o'clock on a Saturday? But Mackey's is so big where you can Fucking go a thousand? sneak out into the sand right. and that's relax and get it's away from the young kids. And that's all what that. I mean. It's a different scene. The different scene. You can kind of have what you want, uh, but that's good. I, I appreciate you giving us the lay of the but land. But it's all following your friends and where they work, no right? Like that's, that's what this game comes down to. And I actually love that. You said, you think I'm out after 10 <laughs> because that's the true sense of an ocean city bartender. The real ocean city bartender is back at their place by eight, smoking weed, having a beer, you know, like making a cocktail. Yeah. Hey, so, I got to work in the morning, right? I got breakfast bar tomorrow. So, so what's right. 10 PM. Yeah. I don't know what that is other than working it. Like, yeah. I, you'll never see me out past dark, <laughs> yeah. man. That's oceans. That's the Ocean City yeah. coursing through his salty veins yeah. right, right there. All right. We got two questions before we're going to let you go, Scotty. The first one of our closing questions is, why do you still do this, a.k.a. why do you fucking hate yourself? You already answered it. I hate myself. That's why I do this. <laughs> what are you talking about? You already answered it. You said it for me. What an idiot I am. I'm, I'm what do you mean? I'm sorry. I, I hate myself. That's why I do this. <laughs> you, well, you, you said you said uh, doing the little shots of uh, Jameson when, when you started. It was almost like a little penance or something, right? A little uh, punish, a little a little lashing for yourself there. <laughs> Honestly, like I said, it's the uh, it's the team camaraderie, and I, that that it's the locker room mentality of a restaurant where it's like you even if if you're bartending and you have a server that you've never seen, and they come back and like fuck this table, this and that. You have that ability to be like, I understand, you get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it because. For me, I'm the, like, all right, well, the solidarity that sucked, the but all right, how about we do this? How about we do this? How about we do that? Yeah. And I feel like, uh, honestly, I am an absolute dipshit, but I am good at doing this and I'm good at being able to talk people like uh, other people that we work with. Like, man, ain't that bad. It's just food and bev. Calm down. It's not that bad. But when we're in the heat of it, it feels so good to have that. I'll be honest. I love when somebody comes up bitching and moaning. I'm like, thank God it's not just me. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you I know, think there's something to be said for that. And that's why restaurant people, if you've never been in it, you don't understand the uh, you know camaraderie. Like I said, you can only work with somebody for six or eight months. But when you're with them in the heart of things for six days a week, for six months, man, they become really close with you. Mm-hmm. No because doubt. you see the best of them, you see the worst of them. And I love that. I love to see how people act under pressure. Now, 
I bet you a bottle of Irish whiskey, there's some Catholic repression at play here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, and I don't know Scotty's background in that regard, but I have to, I'm getting a tinge when he's calling these two Jameson shots penance that there may (laughs) have been a few communions where he thought to himself, I could be having a lot more fun on a Sunday (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's all I needed to know. Ain't no doubt about it, man. Yeah. I mean, all right. For our last question. Yeah. We already teased this at the beginning because you've already got your goal set up for you. So whenever you finally get your bar, your restaurant set up, what what are you going to call it? Or what is the theme going to be? That I don't know. I'll be honest. I I really don't. I, I, I thought about this one. I'm not quite sure, man. I'll be honest. I think just the passion and wanting to do it will make it happen. It's almost like it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what it's called or what it is. It's the, it's the, it's what you're going to bring to it for sure. And I think like what drives me nuts, another pet peeve, I guess, if we're getting this is that when people say, wow, you want to own a restaurant, that's horrible. Well, the people who do that, who fail really bad have never done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you start off washing dishes, serving tables, bar backing, being a bartender, being a manager, being a GM, you know what the fuck you're doing. If you if it's who you are, you don't know any other way to be. Yeah. Like I'm not retiring from my, you know, whatever job and be like, hey, I want to be a mechanic and just open up an auto body shop. But people do that with bars when they retire because like I want to open up a bar. I want to have a place for me and my friends to drink and hang out. Mm-hmm. Those people fail. So that's this, why the bar fails. This is actually an interesting thing, right? So like um, when I took my first ever entrepreneurship class in college, uh, they would talk about how restaurants in their first year fail at a 95% clip. Restaurants in their second year fail at a 98% clip. After that, if you get to the the fifth year, right? Fifth year in business, you fill out a 99% clip. And then after that, you start to see it gradually go up as bars establish themselves. But you know what the interesting thing about that statistic is? It, it does not weed out the fact that the number one entrepreneurship opportunity for anyone in the United States is a restaurant. And what I mean by that is and just what Scotty just said, people who have never been in this game decide to try this game and then fail at it. And so then when somebody like Scotty, who has been doing this for a long time and understands the ins and outs and understands the environment and what it takes and has worked the different levels of it, says, hey, I'm going to go into business and people go, oh, it's a failing effort. The bar business is hard. The bar businesses doesn't make it. It's a bad investment. Well, it's a bad investment for some. It's a bad investment for those who don't know it. It's a bad investment for those who don't live it every fucking day. But those of us who do, we don't. We don't know any other way to be, man. This is how. This is who we are. And you know, if you're somebody with that connective tissue that can reach people day in day out, that you have that effort and that enthusiasm to serve. And to make people's time uh, great, right? Their time at your restaurant, a special experience. That's where you go. You change that math. You stop being the 98% that fail in a year or the 99% that fail in two. And you start seeing that restaurant seem to 
edge its way out of the red and into the black. And 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 that's why I go. Well, when I retire from like my corporate job, I'm not just gonna be like, "Hey, I want to open up an auto body shop." Like mm-hmm. people who retire, like I want to open up a bar because I want a place for me and my friends to hang out. I got three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand liquid. I can do that with. That's why they fail because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, never like, been I'm in the trenches. Say, hey, I'm gonna open never up been in the trenches, this. Or I'm gonna sure. do that because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You have to will it. You have to will it like a like a living thing into existence, and the and, and I think the only way you can do it is if you live it too, in yeah. some way, right? You're there, you're the heartbeat of that thing every single you day. You have, yeah. To well, do look the at job. look at our speaking of Ocean City. Look at our but our friends uh, Nick and Ben down there with uh, yeah. Crepe Daddies. They're still going strong, and I. You but know, they I mean, work I'm, it every day. They work oh, and they, it and they, every and they, fucking and they, day. It, my point is that they came from the service industry too. Yeah. So they understood that, and you know, I'll be curious to see what your bar in, ends up uh, becoming. But I do have a uh, a recommendation, something that I think would work well for you. I think you should open up like a really good sushi bar. I think that that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Got Brought it, it on home. Gotcha. Brought it on home. Had, Scotty, <laughs> Scotty's sushi and sashimi. That was full circle. Oh, that was wow. man. You know, he usually doesn't put the button that I want on it, but bravo. I've never loved you more. Scotty, this has been a ton of fun to do, man. Thank so you so much, much fun, for man. coming Thank on. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks it's for been a us. pleasure. This has been more of a talking shit fest. I, I know we. Uh, That's all this podcast is, dude. Oh, uh, we thought about changing the name. For I know sure. we've gotten off track, but we, <laughs> yeah. we were just talking shit a lot the yeah. entire time, man. This has great. been so nice and now, uh, been refreshing to be able to have these conversations, man. And you know it's great. I appreciate it very much, man. So thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. Hopefully yeah. this episode never airs. And we <laughs> no, it's coming out. We need the content. Shit, you know, <laughs> it's great. Anybody out there right now who's drinking along, who's done as many Jamesons and Natty Lights as we, it, it feels more like Jameson fronts, Natty Light backers, the way that we've been doing Yeah, them. that's what it's if, been looking like, too. <laughs> if you've been doing them with us, you've had as much fun as we have, and you probably haven't heard any of the slurs in our voices. But it's been a ton of fun. Thank you, Barflies. Until next time, as always. Fuck off. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along, and thanks for drinking along. We really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, we release new episodes, hey, whatever we want. A big shout-out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast, when you heard throughout the show, you're listening to it right now. Uh, please go check them out there on Facebook and Spotify. Show those guys some love, because uh, we really appreciate them letting us use their music as the theme for our show. They're the best. That's right. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along anywhere you get your podcast just by searching the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way you can help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. And plus, Mike and I really need the dick tug. God, yeah, the personal validation. Yeah, we need something. Uh, Don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, uh, please check out our BRP playlist, if you want, on our Spotify profile. Uh, That's our Spotify profile, not our Spotify podcast. So just search the Bartender Ram podcast on the profiles. 
We've got some cool playlists on there for you. Uh, Summertime's coming up. We've got a really kick-ass beach playlist on there. I'm telling you, you can throw that fucking thing on and get drunk in the sand for hours. And just be sitting there and be like, wow, Michael puts together a really fucking kick-ass playlist. He is, listen, as many mean things as I say about Mike, he is an incredible curator of music. I, I can't not say this enough about him. I love his taste in music. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. But most importantly, it's not just about my taste in music. We also have the Industry Night playlist, uh, which each guest that we have on the show gets to pick three songs to add. So if you really connect with a guest, you can get on there and check out what uh, songs they like to listen to. So they're all added in chronological order. So you can literally take the song number and divide it by three. And that's how you can find out which guest added that song. No Isn't doubt. that fun? Isn't that fun? You get to do a little it's math. It's super fun. It's super fun. And if you want to represent the show, you know what you can do? What? You can get some sweet show merch. <laughs> Mike, do you love merch? Yeah, I actually just bought some bartenders merch and some movers and shakers merch. So <laughs> Go get your bartenders merch. Go get your movers and shakers merch. And make sure you get some BRP kick-ass show merch. Check out all of our amazing swag courtesy of Campo Design Co. All you got to do is search prodigydtg.com backslash the bartender rant. Well, yeah, Before, it's not the bartender rant, but you can also just sorry. check our show Prodigy description. D- prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant, not the skip. The or part. just scroll down on the episode description and click on the link. There you go. We put links in there. Um, before I get into the next section, one thing we want to add. Guys, the suggestion box, 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T. If we are, are we're asking we're asking for your help. We really are. We need your Call help to, to create some content. Leave your angst, your anxiety, your or stress. Just call, call and tell me and Steve doing. how much we fucking suck. I mean, we just or, need we need some content. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you got a big fat tip tell us about it. You yeah, know? brag about it. Yeah. Yeah, get on there. Um, Mike, give them the actual number. So it's 423 Podrant, P O D R A N T. And you're going to have to give me a second because I saw him memorized. So it's 423-763-7268. So you can take your phone out and you can plug this number in, 423-763-7268. And then anytime it strikes you, give us a call, share the number to your friends, your coworkers. And uh, yeah, like I said, get, get us some fucking content, please. No doubt. And if you want to hang out with Mike and me, join us every first Monday of the month for our industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, and tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. It's a hell of a good time, man. We just shit kick it. We we have some drinks. We hop on the video feed, and we have a good time. Make sure you follow us on social media. I'm actually going to post the link more than like a 24-hour notice. So it's going to be a ton of fun. You'll have plenty of time to prepare for yeah, and if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon, where you'll get access to all of our bonus content, like the Boilermaker Tapes, the Shift Drink, which is a extra few little questions we do with each one of our guests. Uh, maybe Ranch versus Blue Cheese Crank Calls. Uh, special we really got to do one of those. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Special releases and more. We've got some other cool stuff on there, too. So uh, definitely, if you, if you want to check that out, uh, subscribe. You can always unsubscribe anytime. But all that money that you guys subscribe goes right back into helping the podcast. So We're just trying to travel, get more stories, meet more bartenders. Just, That's what it's Just all pay about. for the fucking subscriptions for this stuff. And, guys, and honestly, you guys helping out means, it means a lot to us. It really, really does. And if you want to be a big tipper. A.K.A. one of Robozell's. 
Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the bartenderrantpodcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our executive producers and shout out your name and your drink of choice or anything you'd like to say right here. Yeah, we've done really bad about the drink of choice, but these these are our wonderful patrons. So we, I don't think they've been submitting them either. So. Yeah, well, I haven't asked. So we got Regina, one of our longtime fans. Love you, Regina. Can't wait to get you on the show. Hopefully in September when you come and visit Baltimore. Got Javier out of Vegas. Uh, great episode. One of our favorites. Uh, Brandon, the uh, one of the bartenders. We just did an awesome. Uh, we just did an awesome. I'm going to say it, Mike. What? I'm going to say it. He's my favorite bartender. I'm oh. sorry. Listen, listen, all the rest of you. I love you to death. I love you to death. But Brando's. My well, favorite. it's the it, what it is. It's it's the sports, dude. That's what it is. Yeah, he's my he's my guy. He's my Florida Gator. Who my am Florida I missing? <laughs> All right, that's additional bonus content. We're All right, so so Brandon, one of the bartenders, and, and we what I was saying is we just did a uh, three episodes with them where Steve and I played D and D with them. Uh, go check out the bartenders B A R D T E N D E R S bartenders podcast. Uh, absolutely hilarious. We had such a good time playing with them. And then we also got uh, Alyssa. I'm not going to give you much information about her because she kind of wants to remain anonymous. I think. Uh, but Alyssa, yeah. thank you so much for your support. We truly appreciate it. You the bomb, girl. Yep. Leah Grace, thank you so much. We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to see you when we come back to Vegas. Chandler, as always, she has been such a huge supporter of the show. Uh, Heard Card Game, um, you know, our expansion pack is out. Please support her. She's also another badass in the service industry that's just trying to connect people and do cool shit with cool people. And then last but not least, Big Mike, the father who, who birthed me. The patriarch. The patriarch. So thanks, the Dad. The man He's... whose which loins have given us the most beautiful feather-haired man <laughs> that has ever lived. He's honestly, he's been such a big supporter of our show. He really he's listened has. to a lot of our episodes. And part of it, I think he's like, Jesus Christ, I hope this can go so Michael can fucking quit Bowerbox and go do something part else. Of, so. <laughs> part, of me think, part of me thinks he's a great father who says, hey, I'm going to support my son no matter what. And part of me also thinks it's like he's like, Wow, Mike finally found something normal that he can be normal. With, you know? <laughs> yeah, normal. Yeah, but seriously, guys, all, all, if you guys are listening, and if you're not a patron and you're listening, please just you know thank these people. They, they're they're truly helping us keep the show going. They are literally bringing you the show. These yeah. people are are funding what we're doing. Yeah. They're keeping our subscriptions alive. They're allowing yes. us to keep doing this. And if you guys, Look, Mike, I, it, sorry, I was no, I'm, I'm getting long winded. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Mike and I do this because we <laughs> love the industry and we love bringing you great content but this is not our day job with your help and with the help of our great Patreon subscribers and executive producers, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. 
And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Dude, just I know how to do my. I know job. you do. I'm just telling you. Oh, that's why I'm prepping. That's why I'm prepping you. Fighting. This is. That's why I'm prepping you right now. So I'm gonna come back with that, and then we'll go into ranch versus blue cheese, and we'll go from there. All right. Just flip the hair a few more times. So we'll I can't. Done. It's driving me nuts. I need a fucking haircut. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Beebs. Hey, Beebs. Okay. Don't. Don't. Okay. Not down with the Beebs. Not down with the Mr. Beebs. I don't like it. <laughs> Say okay for me. I think I'm older than all of them, too, so fuck I, them. I can't believe no, you I'm didn't like sure the Mr. That. Peace. I mean, you, that's... Can I get a yes? Can I get an I understand? Can I get a confirmation of any kind? Do you ever Fuck a duck. I love you. Say it back. You know what? Say it back, dude. Look at say our, it back. Say you know it what? Back. I'm going to show you the text exchange because Mike, this is I love you. I, say it back. Is... Come on. I know you're mad at me, Look but at say it back. Yeah, just uh, yesterday. Love say it you. back. Say it back. Love yeah, and what did and what did and what did I say right before that? God, <laughs> you're, you're such a cunt. <laughs> 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 and my response was love you. All right, all right, all right. Everybody ready? All I'm right, Scotty, you, you jumped in a little early. I told you in the intro that's what I knew was going to happen. He's eager. Jama ran out of bed and went to the police station. Pop found out and began to shout and started the investigation. It was against the law. It was against the law. What your mama saw was against the law. Mama stepped down, spat on the ground at the time my name gets mentioned. Papa said, oh, I want to get that boy Send him the house attention Well, I'm on my way Don't know where I'm going I'm on my way Taking my time, but I don't know where Goodbye, Rosie I Corona Singing me and Julio down by the school yard Me and Julio down by the school You played the geek. Oh yeah. Last but not least, follow our OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the OnlyFans only is coming. The OnlyFans is coming. The OnlyFans is coming. Right, Steve? Oh, you can see what I did there? You it, see it what is. I did? It literally is. The OnlyFans is coming.